here we are, June 1st, episode 20 of Talk Story. I'm Brad Wells from Thank You Surfing. This is... Christian De La Iglesia, First Surf Shop, Division Winwood. This is... <laughs> yes! I was waiting for this moment. God, I've been waiting so long. You know who else has been waiting? Who? Everyone. Everyone, yeah, no. Skip. It's let's, let's... Uh, Scott. And it's Island Water Sports, North Miami. North Where Miami. am I looking? So here we are. Where am I looking here? We're looking at that one. We're yeah. looking at this one. We've got cameras here and here. You know what? You can yeah. look at that really epic Tavarua sign from a company that. that was around back in 2001. This is I'm, a f- you know, not big on... Change? Exactly. I don't know. You do have new floors. Those things I do, we have new floors. Yeah, those are changing a little bit. Ladies and gentlemen, if you notice, the acoustics is a little bit louder in here. It's because of the new floors. Yeah, that carpet's not Ooh, soaking it up. I think it absorbs it all altogether. But no, aside that, we have one Jay Bruns that I'm more than certain is watching out there. You have anything to say to Jay? I have nothing to say to Jay. <laughs> That's good. Jay, we'll see you here in a few minutes. Bring Jay Mac, knock bring, on the door. Bring the, yeah, whole crew. bring the whole crew. We got tacos. Exactly. We do actually have some tacos. Uh, this is an exciting episode. We did that one episode where I was abroad and got piped in, but this time we actually took the show on the road. On the road. First one. Yeah. And we say first one because I think there's more. You actually committed us to more today. I did. I, you know, I, I reached out to the boys over at Nomad Surf Shop and Island Water Sports in Deerfield, as well as Randy up at Surf World, and I'm like, you guys don't even know it, but you're next. And you know what we're going to do? We're going to do the same thing we did to you. I'm going to let them know, hey, we're going to do it. And they're probably going to be like, oh, these guys are probably joking. And we're going to just show up with tacos and tea, uh, as we did today. And uh, Scott was like, oh, we are really doing this. Yeah, I didn't think we were doing it. (laughs) And and you know what? And I think in things, you have to know your audience. And that kind of is what worked out with Scott, because I knew if I'd answered any of his calls today or if I reached out to him, he probably would have found a way to back out of it. And I was like, you know what? We're just going... Actually had tickets to the Shania Twain concert tonight. Gave him up for this. Show's over. Remember when I told you that you're going to be on the internet, so anything you don't want anyone to know about you, you shouldn't say. Show's over. You know what? All bad. We shouldn't have done this. This is a really bad idea. I'm I'm sorry. sorry. Actually, if you rush, you might still be able to make it. Who's opening? One one of my friends. Oh, I got to turn that off. Is that Jay Bruns calling (laughs) me? No, it's Mitch. Mitch. Mitch, you got to come on here, Mitch. Yeah, Mitch. We got to get him on. Yeah, we're going to hang that up. Mitch from Fritz's. Um, uh, yeah, someone did give me tickets for that concert tonight. It's free food. That's you, why I thought about going. Oh, the box well, seats? You know yeah, what? the box seats. Box seats are always good, no matter yeah, what you know. it is for. You're like, free food. It's almost as if you go just to watch TV and have some like content next to you. And she used to be, you know, something. I'm yeah. sure she's hot still. I'm and thinking she is. quite talented. Oh, that too. But anyways, but I digress. Yeah, so that I mean that's one weekly app. I guess Shania Twain is in town. <laughs> going still have stri- some time. Yeah, I it mean, might be on the opening act still. Oh no, they're not usually nine o'clock they start. Yeah, about nine o'clock. Yeah. So, yep, Shania, welcome. That's exciting. Call me. Um, if you want to get on the show. What else we got going on in town? I know we got International Surfing Day coming up. We're now in June, so that's yep. like a whole new month. Yep. Lots of stuff coming on the calendar, including International Surfing Day. You know what I don't see on the calendar? Waves. Actually, I do. Yeah? I, yeah. <laughs> so glad you're here. Yeah. I mean, I mean one downer. Yeah, there's supposed I to be got... low forming off the East Coast up near North Carolina. Shouldn't you be paying attention to this? You're yes, Scott. Listen, I got to go ahead and bring things up to go ahead and bring it all the way around. Little Kenny Listen. Shania Twain. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Ken Dog. Kentoff. I love that you're watching. Uh, what's next, Brittany? No. <laughs> <laughs> she may be opening. Who knows? Hey, you never know. Uh, but yeah, uh, exactly but yes, right. International Ghost Surfing Day oh, yeah. is the 16th of this month, and we're actually teaming cool. up with Surfrider Foundation at First Surf Shop in South Beach, and we are going to have a little beach cleanup 
uh, as well as free paddle boards and surfboards, skimboards, if there's whatever there's out there as far as to be able to ride. Uh, we'll be having some brewskis, and I believe, are we still doing our... Um, Help me out here. Slideshow, tacos. Slideshow, tacos. Are we? Do we have yeah, I mean, photographers coming? Are we going to? It sounds do like our... it sounds like festivities. So, sounds like we should probably add as many of these little things as we can. Absolutely. People like tacos. People like surf photos. Sixteenth uh, of June. I think we may have just broke the news to the photographers. Now, <laughs> guys. Hey, ladies. You got thanks. two weeks. Uh, I mean, sense. I have all the photos already, but yeah, now I guess I'll put it all together. Or maybe we'll just show the whole gallery that I made for Riley. That was pretty awesome. Yeah, it was good. Um, but we yeah. figured it was a great opportunity. We already went through the season. Everyone took their pictures. Here's an opportunity for them to kind of come to the store and sell some of your prints. And these guys have got some great stuff. So they do. Um, any reason to party. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, if you see us just bite or snap at things. Fly. We have some flies. We're practicing. There's a few flies in the neighborhood. Mr. Miyagi's, you know, skills here. Uh, uh, what else do you have? You guys have something going on in the shop? Oh, June 6th. Yeah. June 6th, uh, you know, we don't get super political about things, uh, but we have uh, a gentleman that's running for the uh, House seat for the state. Yeah. Uh, I think, believe it is uh, District 113, Cubs, and I'm going to butcher his last name in Cubs. I'm so sorry. Lanchandi? I'm really going to kind of say that in a mumbled kind of way so that I sound like I did that right. Cubs, I'm sorry. I should have probably paid attention a little bit. A little bit more to begin with. All right. Let, I, think, I think the the point is yes. Cubs is going to have an event at the surf shop to meet with the community. Yes. I think it's a pretty interesting thing to do in terms of campaign uh, and trying to meet the people. So uh, what really Cubs, wants to listen, hear think, what's going on, and yeah. see if you can do something. And I, I spoke with him a little bit, and I, I liked his background, where he was coming from. So we thought we'd host for him and, and let him kind of talk to a couple other people and, 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 and see if he resonates with anybody. I thought it was a good idea. Thank you for making that sound a lot better than I did. Cubs, we got you. Also, Michael Loss, thanks for telling me about Cubs. Um, that was pretty smart. The Laster. Yeah. Love that guy. Yeah, so that's going to be a pretty cool thing. We have someone that's going to run for office that's coming to the local surf shop. Who'd have thunk it? Yeah, well, you know, surfers. We Boat? I guess. Yeah. I was going to say, we have a lot of clout, and I was like, Mm-hmm. Through our votes, we yeah. definitely do. <laughs> I guess we do. And actually, uh, especially in Florida, I mean, we're just, we mm-hmm. have a lot of people that are. That's one of the interesting things that Cubs said, uh, said was that there's not that many votes that swing an election like the one that he's running in. So in this sort of situation, you actually have a, like a really big say. And that's something that I'm really big on is like being involved as uh, as as you can locally because you can make a difference on local levels. It's hard when you try to like change the whole world in a day. That's impossible. It doesn't work. But you can figure out like who's running for a local office, and that's actually going to change your day to day, and like your vote will matter, right? A lot, right? In some cases, and, like and even getting involved within your own local community, whether it's politics or not, kind of has a lot more impact than whatever you could try to do nationally, internationally. And stuff yeah, like that. politics or not, I think just being engaged is, right. is the important part. And this guy seems like he's pretty engaged, and he wants to get more people engaged. So yeah, get on you, Cubs. Scott, we'll see you there. Absolutely. Okay. Hundred percent. All right. Uh, any other? We got any weekly haps here at the shop? The, this shop. This is so weird being at a different shop doing this. What year are we in, Scott? Here? How long has it been? Thirty, thirty something. Nineteen eighty-three or four, I believe. Man, most of you out there haven't even born yet. Nope. Nineteen eighty-three. 
still making things happen. Scott is the oldest surf shop in Dade County. Um, That's true. For a long time. There's only really one of two of us. It's you up here, us down south. We kind of look at you as our big brother and kind of our guide and, and, and making things happen. Chris at one point worked here for I a few did. years. I worked for about three years here after, Helped I me went, out a lot. after I did my little stint with Quicksilver. Mm -hmm. I came over here and kind of cut my teeth on understanding what that local surf shop was like. And, God, I couldn't imagine a better role model Whoa. or – Honestly, I kind of feel like I'm interfering here. <laughs> I, honestly, I couldn't I couldn't imagine a better role model and example of what it was to engage with the new community uh, in regards to families and people that came here. The amount of love that they showed you, the amount of, God, the commitment that they would come here from kids from a young age and stuff. like. I know. I feel like at this point people are putting drawing hearts around I us. know. We're going to hug. So <laughs> but, so but, but honestly, like I, at that point, for five guys. and a half years at working at Quicksilver, I kind of understood oh, the corporate route. And then coming here, I got to like understand what it was like to work with a bunch of different companies and what that entails. And then at the same time, just being a local community shop. And you killed it. And I cheers and that's to the best you, sir. Part. Thank you very much. Cheers to you for kind of you know doing that for so many years and still doing it. I mean, you, it's really the best part about the business. Like we, um, there's a surf shop up in Delray, um, and the original owner passed away a couple of months or. About a month ago, and we went to the paddle out, right. and the whole community, and the whole community was there because everybody at one point went there, whether they were skaters or surfers, and there had to be five, six hundred people. Yeah, and, no, um, nomad surf shop. Nomad surf shop, right? Mm -hmm. And um, that's the best part about the business really is making is. those connections with those everybody. And right. Otherwise, it's just a retail store. Right. You're yeah. right, and I, I feel like that is almost in a sense what it what could allow for a retail store a surf shop to succeed or survive um currently with you know the challenges that are going on in the retail world you know is that we're, it, are we going straight to yeah, we're going like way we, off script here oh uh, yeah I know, absolutely we, we're just going because intro, that's, that's like, number five we'll, we'll on get the back list. into it let's let's go back let's go back i will go there you're like the segway guy and i was like where are you segwaying? you're segwaying to the end of the show i think right because you later have um forward forecast and well i i was starting i'll jump there i was just i was starting with an appreciation of of the amount of time that he's been doing what he's doing and and and, and let's go back to surf reports right. surf reports surf reports okay. everyone i feel like the outro is going to have a lot of that stuff too so stick around for that love fest <laughs> um yeah report has been last week has kind of been flat but last weekend was fun we had that tropical storm alberto came through super fun got some wind chop we got some wind chop like up here skip awesome it was yeah. really good. It was. Yeah, actually, I saw you guys got some really good waves. Yeah, it was, it was good. We and I mean, and I'm crowded. Like, yeah. yeah, no. The problem is that it gets really crowded here. So it yeah. was. Yeah, there's two peaks that are like five feet away from each other. Two peaks that are two. about 25 feet apart. Would, it's yeah. like two long And apart. you have 60 people on those two peaks. I know. But other than that. It's great. Yeah. Breaks 10 feet off of shore. Mm-hmm. Anybody it's can a, get out. You're old and tired, no big deal. You can come surf still. 100%. Easily. Yeah. Because that's usually who's there. You're on a foamy, you can go right to first peak. <laughs> <laughs> and they really do. It's really amazing. Do. It, I've, I've never seen really. Are I there mean, still people like that that come up that are really not? Because, you know, Holliver is probably way more localized than South Beach. Well, it used easily. to be. Back in back in the right. 70s, 80s, early 90s, really, really localized. Now, it's just a free-for-all. And there's, I mean. Is nobody regulating? No, I mean, Kendall and Hurwitz will look at each other and get exasperated and yell at a few people. Arnie will yell at someone here and there. But they're not 
you know, they're not. Yeah, there's not like the old crew. They're, they're not someone you're really going to be afraid of. So, um, like that are going to punch you or get in a fight. You know, they're just like. I really want to get into so much of this because I was going to really spin off, and I was like, oh, Bradley's yeah. going to hate me now. So let's, no, actually, let's, that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a very good spin off, and we can do it. Uh, let's just get the forecast. The forecast, and the forecast out of the way. The maybe, we can, maybe we can do the AI movie, skip the AI movie, and just do that. Is instead. it hot? Yeah. Now? Should I turn the air down a little bit? I'm cool. I'm good. Okay. I'm good. Just making sure. Uh, sweating over there? But the report was good. No, just wondering. The report was uh, good last week, and then kind of sucked. Looking forward, uh, North Atlantic. Didn't go to sleep. No. Yeah, it's actually Northwest Atlanta. Looks like it's going to start to waken up uh, even more over the next week or so, and we could get a swell down here from it. Down here, you say? Yeah. Well, I mean, Southern Florida, right? Um, Palm Beach County, maybe. I mean, we'll see what the storm does. Um, but uh, Puerto Rico, Hispaniola, the islands, Bahamas. This weekend, this late this weekend, Sunday uh, through Monday, Monday I saw that. got a little bit of bump coming. That's late season, and then we're kind of getting into a little bit of a trend where it's going to do the same thing maybe uh, one or two, three times more. So winter's, winter's not dead. It's like transition season. Um, we had a lot of wind for, for May. Like, I mean, that yeah. was, that was yeah. a really windy May. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like, kind of like we had like a, just troughs just sitting yeah. over us for the, was great. For, the, for the majority of the month. So a lot of rain, which was good because we were in a drought there for a while. And hopefully we don't yeah, get if you're grass, much. it's good. If yeah. you're if you're if you're somebody who owns a business, es no bueno. Es no bueno. <laughs> yeah. Well, we got it at the drought, which sure. Is uh, forecast, like Scott said, low that's supposed to come off somewhere in the mid Atlantic mm -hmm. sometime Tuesday, Wednesday time period of next week, depending on how much that low bottoms out, how long it stays in our swell window. He's right. We got a chance. So next so you're Thursday, there's a chance. Yeah, I mean. This is what you're looking for for uh, this time of year is just like just that last throes of winter and um, you're just it looking could be fun. for something to look <laughs> at. and and, like and really it could yeah. be like fun size Florida because Florida sometimes when it gets too big it all just kind of closes out most of the beaches kind of suck but when you get a swell that's like in the three foot to four foot range ten seconds to twelve mm. seconds it's like perfect wow that's actually perfect for Florida so. I don't want to say it yet, but like we, we got a chance at some waves uh, mid end of next week, so look for that. I'm I'm definitely looking at it. He's looking at it. I'm there. I'll, he was waiting for me to tell him. Yeah, I just opened the doors at the <laughs> shop and need some wax. Sure, cool. All right. So the next thing we were gonna talk about was the AI movie which came out last night. I mean, we could tap on it for just a. Yeah, a I mean, we got. I think we should touch on it for a second, but I do want to get back into yes, really like what's going down in your local surf spots because i think that's even more interesting really maybe than the movie um but what do they call it kissed by god kissed by god yeah and about any irons and not so much about any irons uh you know as the surfer but more just like a complete human being right the, right and the struggle that he went through in having uh bipolar, bipolar disorder. disorder and uh and what he was doing in regards to self-medicating as well as coping and dealing with and and how that affected not just him but the people around him yeah. you know and more so that he was at such a high level in the surfing world that he was a celebrity you know and he was and there's just so much you know uh, so many yes people around you at that point that and maybe you're just this kind of person that most people aren't going to just take away the thing that might be hurting you the most you know, um, especially if it comes down to 
medication that you're doing to yourself and stuff like that as far as drugs go you know and uh it was an interesting movie to kind of to see a lot of that and the way that they tapped into it's beautifully done um teton gravity did an awesome job yeah it was really cool to see them there i mean a snowboard production company well known in the snowboard world and just to see them do it so just masterfully yeah they really tapped on all of it and they kind of hit on you know andy's energy and how intense he was in general whether it's contests or as a person and his mood swings and kind of really tapped into why he was having these mood swings they didn't shy away from it no that was the part that i think like really was most impactful was that they just didn't like they just left it it seemed like they really wanted to get that message out there that it's just like you know having a disorder or whatever the case is whether it's bipolar or anything else doesn't necessarily have to be something to be embarrassed over it's just it's real life like and a lot of people are not you know um aware are not aware and then that's kind of what he was until he was you know a young kid and they was made aware of it but there's so many different things right it seems like just but 20 25 30 years ago parents with their kids didn't have the resource to say oh you're this or you're this you're just you're just uh you know difficult uh, right (laughs) exactly mildly right you know so it's um you know i could only imagine what his parents went through in that whole process and how do you cope and deal with that and yeah. if you're not a family that comes from a lot of money like that's not easy and and apparently he found the ocean as his his rescue and kind of his place to kind of find his balance that he wasn't feeling and um and it's, it's great that the ocean was able to give him that and it does to so many others i mean we see examples like clay marzo mm-hmm. with uh you know with his asperger's mm-hmm. um and it's there it's the ocean has this healing effect and allows for you to kind of just to be, to be balanced, to be even keeled if, you, if you're feeling out of it. And I, and I think any of us that have kind of gone through those moments where you need just that a, time away yeah, or just to kind of, right, you kind of go to the ocean and, and you kind of, you're, 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 whether it's that you're, um, you know, just the salt in itself is just, you know, running through and you're just clearing out or it's just that moment to kind of reflect and just kind of be yeah, there. Yeah, you're staring out at the ocean. Right. You don't have to go in, just sitting on the shoreline, watching the waves come de- up It definitely has some, some healing qualities. So it was it was an intense movie. Um, I don't think there was a dry eye yeah, in really the crowd. Sad. Oh, my yeah. God. It was, it's one of those things where his brother, his brother Bruce, started with just trying to introduce himself and already broke down. And at that point, I was like, oh, man. Woo, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't take yeah, much I mean, for me to get into it. It's crazy to see, like, yeah. all these super heavy guys, you know, that guys that – surf things that are just unimaginable monsters scary 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 things that they deal with and they talk about something like this and they're just like the most soft just broken down sad just like anybody else and it's it was just really touching to see like how and uh, it, it really hit home have it. it really hit home that the, you know seeing all these big burly guys and the people that could have helped him along the way that knew what was going on in his world and they they almost didn't or they couldn't because he's like, all right, well, he's a grown-ass man. Like, you know, he's kind of, like, making his decisions, and he's this person, he's that person, where I think the whole celebrity factor sometimes plays a, you know, a negative role in your life because people aren't going to want to steer you away because they don't want to ruin your day, you wow. know? And, uh, and you know, I, I can only imagine what, what sort of weight that plays on people's hearts, having to go through something like that and to see someone that you love kind of not be here anymore. And you have to wonder and ask yourself, could I have done something? Yeah, that's what, like, it 
seemed like it was kind of like a nagging thought, like right. everybody that was saying. It like, seemed like this movie was an opportunity for all of them to release that energy. Yeah. Like from, you know, Bruce and Lindy at the end having their private moment to be able to speak to Andy and kind of give him their like last final that was thoughts. So heavy. Oh, so heavy. And then when his son, I'm getting chicken skin just yeah. right now talking about it. And his and then his son putting, you know, Axel putting his hand on top of where his father was. Oh, I'm gonna start crying right yeah, now. Yeah, it was super intense. It was so intense. Uh, but but it was then, like, like even like Kelly, like his biggest rival, right. you know, just talking about it, and it just it just humanized the whole thing because right. it was very dehumanized at the time. Right. It was kind of just like sucked out of the media and just kind of like glossed over. But I think sometimes there's this thing with celebrities that you feel like they're, they're so far away. And with, with things like social media that these days, with like Instagram and whatever, um, if somebody that is your hero, a surf hero, whatever, you make a comment or you say something, and they even like your comment or respond <laughs> to your comment, all of a sudden you're like psyched. You're like, dude, that was cool. Well, that's I think super that's, cool. That's something about surfing that I, I've said a, a lot, and it just it's so accessible. You watch little kids high-five the world champ coming up the beach. That doesn't happen at the Super Bowl. There's no little kids like right. On There's the beach. like one kid that gets that opportunity that's all the way in the front of the VIP area that might be able to go ahead and do that or, and stuff like that. So um, the way that they put the whole movie together was a great way to kind of highlight or, 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 or shine on a situation that most people think that has such a negative connotation and they to and it. And they shy away from it because of that. Yeah. Right. And then and then it was a great opportunity I think for and I felt like everybody that was doing the movie had it was like. It was almost as if they, it was their way to be able to speak to Andy um, and, and kind of get those feelings that were on their chest and that moment that you weren't able to say goodbye or say how you felt and kind of just let it all out, you know? Um, but it was amazing. And the, for those that didn't get to catch it, because it was only one night, um, they're looking to go ahead and do a tour of a, different, a bunch of different towns and whatnot. So uh, I know Brad has put word in, I, as did I, to kind of see if we can get it um, somewhere in our hometown. Um, and yeah, so a lot of people missed it. We yeah. A lot of people missed it. I, yeah. I think they dropped the ball a little bit when it came down to maybe uh, coordinating with local townships and whatnot and saying, how can we make this a little better? I'm laughing because he wanted to do the this yesterday, last night. Yes. And yeah. I said, what about the AI movie? Yeah. And he's like, AI movie? So he didn't even know. Right. Like, nobody really knew. It, it was like, hard. I only knew because of Arnie. Yeah. I didn't know any Yeah. And, and that sucks. But yeah. it was such a great movie. Um, it looks like it'll come around. Um, I'm more than certain we'll, we'll probably be able to get it down here in Miami one way or another with, yeah. between us three yeah. at some point. And, uh, and Definitely that, worth seeing. Yeah. And, and worth and, talking about and just, just think about it a little bit maybe. Right. And, and again, I, I, I'd, I'd like to highlight the whole thing on mental awareness instead of mental illness because it's like you know, we, all have, we, all, we all have a mental health. Right, whether it's good or bad is contingent on whatever's going on in your life, and and it's, it's I think it's a matter of trying to take away this negative um, perspective on some of the things we we talk about, like bipolar or, or mental health, and, and and it's not like all bad when you say it. It just seems like it's always had a negative uh -huh. connotation to it. But it's like, hey, we all have mental health, and we all have to address it like we do our physical health on you know making sure that we're doing things in our lives to to keep this thing up here in a balanced good way whether that's being in the ocean or being surrounded by friends and family that are you know kind of help you get to a better place it's it's important to stay to stay aware and then at the same time as friends or families and you witness it in other people it's important to kind of be open and be there to somebody well, that's you know? the whole thing is it's not about andy like andy having this thing i mean so many people have it. Right. right. It's just 
We all have friends that have it. We all have friends that have problems. We all have friends that have all these problems. Right. Yep. And you just have to, like you said, be aware, try to help when you can. And be open to it. Yeah. Not, not all, you know, because there's not so many people that just like, you're exactly. Yeah, exactly. And that judgmental would be like, oh, yeah, bipolar. Bad. He's a bad right. person. Right. No, like, yeah. oh, He's don't, a good person don't with a problem. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. That's all. We all do. Right. He could be a bad person who doesn't have any problems. Right. You know. And that's worse than the good, <laughs> than the good person that might have that small problem. Uh, right. Like, yeah, it's yeah. just that people don't, people always equate you know, drug problems or mental illness with uh, they're not good. Right. It really has nothing to do with it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Just and lost. That, that's AI. And that yeah. was the movie. And hopefully we'll get to uh, share that movie again with you. And then we can, you know, further push this discussion. And hopefully the discussion opens up, not ours, but the whole discussion about bipolar in general kind of yeah, opens yeah. up that, that realm of just like being, hey, listen, yeah. we're like all said, little, being aware. Right. We're all kind of just a little open to each other and not judgmental. So, again, like, kudos. Those guys did yeah. a great job. Killer. Bravo. Awesome. So let's get back into now what's happened at your local spot over the year. I mean, you guys are just basically lamenting on the fact that you can't surf a normal Well, our, my local anymore. spot, I, I just do want to point out that if, if we're looking occasionally over here, it's because the contest is on. Oh, yeah, we contest, have the contest. We the and contest. we have All Fantasy screen. Surf uh, League. And some of us in the surf industry are in it. Um, Chris is in bugs. it. There's two bugs in my cup. <laughs> Chris is in it. Um, he's, uh, if you're not first alive. or last, we'll kill them. Kill them. Kill, kill them. Um, he's, good? if you're not first, you're last. And he is last. And um, I am first. <laughs> so we're watching. But um, going back to my spot, our spot. There's um, a little side note there for you. Chris actually grew up surfing both. Uh-huh. He's, yeah, you know, we that. yeah, he claims both, both beaches. Yeah, he's South Beach and Harbor and Hall. Right. He's Canada and he is U.S. Um, <laughs> and Mexico somehow. Well, I don't know it's the mustache. <laughs> <laughs> but um, our beach changed a lot. Yours didn't. Yours, I mean, it used to be super heavy localized, and now. But, it's, but that's what's crazy though. Is both beaches were really bit. like there was like there was a couple clans on both beaches that were like super localized. Oh. And I remember as a kid, like you would go surf Hallover, and if any of the South Beach guys came up there, the Hallover guys would be looking and be like, "Go home, South Beach," and it'd be the same thing where if anybody from Hallover was surfing South because the swell was really good, it'd be like you know watch me like. Go home, haul over, you know, and it was, <laughs> it was. And, and it was, and it was gnarly. Cause I remember as a kid, like seeing some grown ass men, like get into fights with like 13 year olds, <laughs> like, yeah. like full on like fist fights. And you're just like, uh, you're a grown man and that's a kid. And well, apparently lawsuits weren't as big back then, no. but, <laughs> but that's how things were settled and that's how things were kind of regulated. What was there even to settle between a 13 year old and grown ass man? Surfing. Well, yeah. The, really the, the hardcore crew of locals, the ones that the fighting crew, really those are just guys that have no lives and, um, they live like that's their life. Like I'm, I'm the guy at this little wind shop break right. in Miami, which, right. And they live that, well, through that. That could probably be personified in a couple different breaks up and down the coast or yeah. probably around the world. Well, like, when you think about how bad the waves are and what these guys I think that's what makes it. it worse. Yeah. <laughs> is that in other places I mean, where there's real exist, waves, it's it does like, exist okay. with real waves. Right. right. Well, I'm just saying this is real waves. Right. <laughs> but, I mean, the, you know, uh, it's I'm torn on this because. And your local spot's pretty good. You ha Yeah, no, it's, it's a really fun wave. But you have to have a hierarchy. You have to have a little bit of that. And I'm, I don't like it. I'm not that guy. Right. But if you don't, then you have what we had this weekend where whether you can surf or can't. The people that are, are born and raised and have been surfing that spot forever, 
should be entitled to the best spot in the lineup. And you got guys coming from south and north and paddling around these guys and, and trying to get the better waves. And then you have people that um, are learning that see a better wave there, so they just go to that to the main peak. And next thing you know, you have that's the part I think fifty people sitting at education. Because yeah. I think most because it's I think it's I said this before. I think you it's said like there's natural. more of a lack of education down here than there is most breaks. I just think just for local for for people that are starting, they're like, oh look, I want to go surfing. Those people are surfing a good wave. I'm gonna go surf with them. They right. don't realize that they shouldn't be shouldn't doing be that. there. And when there's that hierarchy, you have people saying, hey, go down the beach or. Even if they do it in a, in a nice way, just say, hey, um, you really should go down there. It's a little dangerous here. You're going to get hit. You're gonna... right. But nobody seems to do that. So all of a sudden, our break has become just a cluster bleep yeah. of people, um, and it's dangerous because yeah. you'll have six guys on one wave, yeah, and then you'll have a bunch of people on the inside. And like, what is it's going just on? So, Madness. You know. So it, do you find that being a surf shop owner, I'm sure most people kind of recognize and know you and stuff like that. Uh, does does that give you any benefit in the I water? Don't, I'm, I go down the beach. I don't want any part of that. It's, da- <laughs> it's literally dangerous. And the yeah. older you get, the more you realize, yeah, I could really get hurt here. Right. Um, That's true. Just because people don't have etiquette. Etiquette. And once you get well, half the education dozen people, part, th- there's nowhere for people to get the education. Right. They learn randomly through a friend or through trial and error. Even if you take a surf lesson, they might kind of give you an idea. But the thing is, is like, fine. Like, I'll, I'll tell people when, the, when people are renting and, and they don't know what they're doing. I'm like, best bet, see where there's a pack of people, go somewhere else. Right. And, Just go and, off and, to and the side. The beach a is bit. really right. wide, so make sure you do that. But, you know, there's currents and there's rips and there's stuff like that, and they might not be aware. And, and you know, for us, it's second nature that, like, rip's kind of going or you get pulled out of position. You you just naturally get back on your board and you just lay back down and you paddle to wherever you got to go. But if you're surfing and you don't really know, what do you think? You're like, I'm, as long as I'm out here, that's all I need. And then all of a sudden you could be drifting in any direction, and you could be drifting to the spot that's completely flat, but you don't even know because right, no one's kind of taught you that. The inside, and you could, in the way and, and you could drift right. into a, a, a whole crowd and pack of people then all of a sudden you don't realize it because then you see a wave you're like oh there's a wave there's people and then you just turn around you paddle blinders on and you're just moving forward and someone's like hey 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 come what you get is you get a lot of people paddling like i'm looking at you and i'm mad at you because you're dropping in on me but you're not looking at me you're looking at him and you're mad at him and that just goes on and on down so you have six people dropping in on a wave and they're so worried about each other they don't realize that there's six people on the inside looking like deer in headlights yeah and it's so that's, that's where insane. it gets sketchy. So yeah. just go down the beach. And the thing with South is that it, it breaks so close, and then when there's good swell and stuff, there's those little periods in between where people are like, "I yeah. can make it out." In and a so you floaty, have, right? So you have people. It's <laughs> good. And then so you have people just paddle out, thinking it's all good and gravy, and all of a sudden they turn around to catch a wave, and you know South picks up and tosses, yeah. especially when it's good swell. Remember that picture that Natalie got of Tony uh, G at the Floatopia? Yeah, it's just. That was awesome. Girls, that's one of the best ones ever. Ever. Girls just sitting there, like with their tops down. Guys with beers and drinking, cruises, just so like, hey, look, there's going, a guy surfing, going guy, over the falls. Right, in a guy's giant going but I felt like in that one picture, it really it just explained what surfing in Miami is like. Yeah, it's, it's that was the the best picture. It is one. It's like what, iconic. I swear, what's, Miami, what's worse about what makes our break worse is that there's a, a specific point. Right, you, it's you like know, a point break. It's a point break, right? So it's right. you know you're not much room. More spread out. There's not much room. No. Yeah, and so like in a point break, you would Oof. normally more or less have a lineup where you'd say, yeah. like, "You're closer, Scott. You go. Right. Oh, you blew it. Get to the end of the line. How long is the line? A long way. Okay. Well, you don't want to wait, and then and the whole thing breaks down. And then you have short. Yeah. Well, you have guys learning. 
guys who can surf, longboards, shoreboards, paddleboards. We're paddle not going to mention any names. At least he can handle his shit it, it, but better still, than but anybody. He, he's much better than most people, but when you're still with that many people, it's sketchy. Yeah, dude. It, it, on two small peaks like that, Oof. no way. It just, it's, I, well, it's I've, I've had to call like people that I know that paddleboard and paddleboard wow, there's like only one, Jose, that I will actually like be cool with having a lineup with us. But I've seen other paddleboarders where I've told them, like, homie, yeah. S no bueno. Move down there. I mean, you have a you have a twelve ten foot board, yeah, yeah. ten foot leash, and most of these guys aren't really that good at surfing. And you know, the, the basic fundamental of catching the wave and then getting to your feet is 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 that is what separates a lot of the surfers. And if you're already on your feet and stuff, you're like, this is no brainer. I can surf. For some reason, actually, you know what? I think stand up paddleboarders for some reason get much better guidance in that regard than right. like the newbie surfer on like a because i saw it at south beach because the equipment's so much bigger just like in uh just just this winter i saw a guy just like dangerous really dangerous surfing a peak that he shouldn't be surfing i mean it was just vertical you can't surf it on a stand-up paddleboard anyway you shouldn't be well it's better for a boogie board or or, you know like i'm i'm kind of big on boogie boards lately um (laughs) uh or anything you know like hand planing body surfing whatever just vertical and like, if you can really get in, you can get in. If you don't get in, you're not getting in. On a stand-up paddleboard, you have no chance. And he's just eating shit every single wave. And someone eventually, like, and he was like just taking every set wave and like trying to burn people and stuff. See, but that- someone, someone paddled over after someone got really pissed and was like going to kill him. Someone paddled over and was like, "Look, um, you don't realize what just happened here, and." you really should leave. Like, you've caused a really big disturbance in the force, <laughs> and, like, just move on. Just, like, go to the other galaxy because you're no longer welcome here. And he was like, oh, oh, oh. And, like, he looks back, and there's just, like, a bunch of faces, like, in disbelief. Like, wh- it wasn't even like that. It was just, like, they couldn't believe that this guy could be so ignorant. Right. And he was like, oh. Like catches a wave, paddles back out. I'm like, oh, look at this other set wave. Right. I'm just going to go for this one. And you're like, uh. Yeah, and so all the guys sitting on shortboards that are getting barreled on the inside are like, uh, yeah, guy, no, that's not how it works. Um, and he wasn't even, like, really catching the wave. He was, like, eating shit most of the time. And so someone came over and was like, look, go down the beach. It's not cool. Like, what you just did is really, really wrong. And, like, you could tell, like, the guy, like, was battling down the beach, like, all defeated. Like, oops, didn't know yeah, that because, was a thing. Well, because, right, we all want to be part of a community. And especially your local surf community, whether you sup, you're a boogie boarder, you're a surfer, skimmer, whatever the case. There's parties, there's things that go on. We all find ourselves in the same kind of grouping. And, God, you don't want to be that guy that everyone's going to be down on. So I could imagine. Well, I mean, and you know what? Good on him for feeling that pain because that means he ain't gonna do it again. And and really good on the guy that like actually got there before the other guy killed him. Was like, listen, guy, right? Like you're gonna get killed. Yeah. You're like one drop in from. And we have that killed. at our break. We do have. There's a handful of guys that. There's a couple guys that are gonna get a little, be a little more aggressive. Um, but there's a handful of guys that will paddle up. You know, Ronnie. Right. You know, Barney. Yeah, he's, I think, and, and yeah, that's probably one that of the bigger differences. Like yeah, Ronnie's really. He'll, really he'll come good. over and yeah. be like, yo, no. Yeah, like. And that's one of the biggest differences way. from when we're saying the local scene back in the day and what the local scene is now. Yeah. Back then, there was no, like, hey, you really want to go down and be like, I will effing kick your butt. And you better get out of here before I hmm. kill you. And then it was like, you came back out in the lineup a week later, be like, no, I still want to kill you. 
So well, I can see where, like, if it things will start to become a little bit more. I don't want to say aggressive, but it sort of has to sort it, itself. It, it out. has to because it's just getting to, and you know, you know the guys that are out there. That yeah, will, yeah, yeah. That'll. I mean, a part of go. me just understands and feels and needs that that kind of dynamic still needs to exist. Yeah, it needs thing. to. Yeah, like and I'm still again, I'm still, still not, I'm so not that guy. Right, but you, I, you, I'm not either. But, and, you, but you do need it for right, safety reasons right. and just. I'm like nostalgic in a sense yeah. a little bit about having that pecking order being um, delivered by some by somebody or a couple people out there that well, are it's, that it's louder. Well, that it's, is, not it's not even just that. It's just uh, actually Turtle. I think said it really good on the on that episode, whatever the hell episode that was. Uh, he's like, you can gain respect a lot of different ways, and when you have respect, you have respect, and that's it. And you demand that respect in the yeah. lineup, and anywhere else you go, and and when you have that. Um, everything else kind of sorts itself out and there's just like a complete lack of respect. And I, I do think that people don't, it's respect, the, respecting the break and don't get the fact that when you travel in this world, when you go anywhere, um, you don't go to the main peak and sit right there. Just, no, that's being guys, disrespectful guys do that to, too now. That's, but to, it's, it's disrespectful yeah. like across the board. Across it's, not the board. Just at, yeah. it's not just at your spot. Or our wherever spot, you go, or right? His spot wherever you go, anywhere. you just don't just, do that, and no, people don't like, understand that. Especially down, it's not a big surf culture down here. Right, I, so. I tell that to a lot of our reps and, and companies in general. Like when it comes down to like different things here and there, and I'm just like, it's not born into our DNA down here. Right. Like it's, you know, yeah, we've had surf culture here since the late '30s, and we've always had surfers and whatnot, and it's kind of a little bit more underground than it is anything. Because God, we still have people that go, there's waves in Miami, yeah. you know? Um, so it's it's not like in your, you know, even from Fort Lauderdale North in the state of Florida and the Northeast and California and Hawaii where being a surfer is, you know, being a waterman is just as common as being a fisherman, you know? And it's kind of just born in it, in that family. You're like, oh, your dad surfed, your grandfather yeah. surfed, cool. You know, down here it's like, you know, hit and miss. It really is. And, and I, I think as surf shops, this is kind of where we, or at least – for me, as closest to the beach that I am, because I do rentals, it's definitely on us a lot more to have to educate people on the ins and outs, the do's and the don'ts. It's interesting, though, how since you serve both a lot, how different the two breaks are. Yeah. I mean, they're completely different. The yeah. people and, I mean, everything about everything. them is completely different. Yeah. Everything. I mean, you guys don't get probably a lot of tourists or beginning newbies that aren't no. from here at that break if you're getting newbies it's people that live here right. they're just kind of breaking into it friends kind of helping them out and they're kind of figuring out but they're mm -hmm. from here right um whereas for us we're getting international people that either do know how to surf or don't know how to surf and they want to go out or do this and kind of be part of the the uh, the event you know especially when there are good ways everyone's just like i want a board i don't care what it is i'll just float on it and then our south side of the inlet Kind of like your South Beach, whenever there's a north swell and it's too big up coast and everyone from up coast goes to South Beach, when we get heavy, heavy northeast chop, you know, 30 mile an hour winds out of the northeast, everybody from Broward, even north of Broward um, and south, they all come to Harbor House. Right. Because it's, it's the protected. only place. You got, so you'll you got that north uh, facing jetty that kind of protects right. a lot of wind, keeps a little bit cleaner. You guys are giving out all kinds of secrets. This is kind of against the codes. It's um. I mean, there's, Harbor House is not a secret. I, I mean, <laughs> I just like I just like not like I like prefer not to talk about it. I just 
It's like, yeah, it exists, but like you can find it yourself. Like the things that you just said yeah. took me time to, took figure, time out. to figure out. You know, it's like, but it's but not maybe easy. that's part of the problem of having people going out there. Everybody. I just don't know what what's going on. Maybe are we able to kind of give people a little more insight? Well, there was a, a girl that um, I mean, no commented on our Instagram, <laughs> and um, she said, uh, um, ever since you started that Instagram, Hallover has been so much more crowded. Oh God! And, I'm, and she's probably my, like eighteen. My first, she was about twenty at the time. My first thought is, who are you? Right. Um, I've maybe seen her for like a year. And she was saying, yeah, it wasn't that bad before, like when I first started, you know, a couple like years 1964. ago. 1964. And I said, I, I right. can show then you. Right, then you have clout. I can show that. you pictures. No, 1964, of, it was crowded. Yeah. Uh-huh. I've done the research. No, I've been called out on this forever, yeah. Scott. People the, hate me for what for doing this kind of stuff. In the 80s, it was way more crowded, way, way, way more crowded than it is now. There would be 150 people between, there used to be a pier, a right, pier and a jetty. jetty. Now you have 30, 40 people, and people are calling it crowded. But I mean, the reality of it is, is there's two inlets. It's wind chop. You need a place to right. surf. Protect. Everybody who surfs knows. Tell, you can look on Google Maps and you can tell it's gonna be better there. Right. It's, it's well, you look on right. Google Maps to go surfing. You're a smart guy. Yeah. Most people go pick up a surfboard and they go like, I'm Call going to local surf shop. Yeah. Right. Where it's closest to the parking spot. Right. Yeah. That's or where, where yeah, where is the closest ocean access? I'll go there. Or like, hey, I've seen people surfing over there. Like, I saw them crossing the street or whatever, and like, that's what makes sense to them. Because yeah. well, I mean, well, humans are like, info like you said, you real tribal. Like, we like to be close together. Yes. And so nothing draws a crowd like a crowd. <laughs> True story. But that little cr- inside info. Check out your Google Maps for where you want to go <laughs> surf. Oh man, I found so many places on Google Maps. But you know what? There, uh, and, and I'm gonna go ahead and divulge a little information on just the interior mid part of the beach of Miami Beach. There's a lot of other sandbars yeah. out there. Yeah, go look on Google Earth. And I dare you? <laughs> can I even say I'll, them? No, you can't. <laughs> no, I, don't, I remember I just one don't time, and I don't know if we did it. We were like, gonna do it on your website. I can show you we all the website. On, we were gonna do it on your website where I was gonna go ahead and highlight all the all different the uh, uh, the spots, yeah. and I was gonna go ahead and we were gonna say what was good on like what was it good on. The type of wind and the type of ch- tide, but it would have been on the website. Yeah, so, so I still can't say it. I would prefer you didn't. I think that's I'm not like, going to say. It. Right, so in the interior part of the beach, it's there. Go on from Twenty First Street till Ninety Sixth Street. There's yeah, a, there's the entire a, stretch of beach. There's there's a bunch of different breaks in between. I'll leave it at that. They're usually close to the public parking spots. Well, I can say that in Miami, if you live in Miami, like the lots, and you serve up the street, you know Hallover. You know Harbor House. You know South Beach. Some of the little sandbars you don't. Some of the right. little north swell right. breaks that break good. But, um, I mean, you you know, when you go up and down the beach on a day when there's wind chop, you don't see anybody until you get to those. But you know what? That might places. be part of that exploration. Yeah. Like, if you're kind of getting into it and you've never surfed around in Miami, have some fun with it. Go check out a different, like, I, pull up into is, all the different I streets did. and be like, hey, exactly that looks like I a little did. spot. I, I, I started doing this stuff because I, I didn't have anybody to tell me where to go. I just guessed. I would just go look at places, and then eventually you start to catalog like all these places on all these conditions. And if you have a crazy brain like I do, like there, it's like a database. And I'm like, uh huh. I remember this time I was there with him with this thing, with the thing, with the stuff, and that thing, and it was that, and it was like this big, and I rode this board, and it broke like this, and it was not as good because it could have been better at this other place. And I saw a picture that day with my friend from this other place, and it was even better. Okay, yeah, I know where to go. We're gonna go to Pompano. And you're <laughs> like, how the hell did you just do that? And you're just like. 20 years of being insane about recording all this stuff and actually going to the beach, going, seeing what it looks like, looking at the weather map, looking at the buoys, showing up, waiting. 
It's true. I guess we kind of get desensitized with technology these days and the access that you have, whether it's surf line and the cams that they have on the beaches to magic seaweed, automated reporting. It's not, it's not the way we used to do it. It's not the best way to do it. I mean, I know I can do it better because I look hard. I know that like all the guys that, that forecast for, for surf line that are meteorologists, those guys know how to do it better. I know Chicky knows how to do it better. It's because like they take the time to look right. at everything. Right. And if they're smart, I mean, I know one of the things I do is I look at everything else. Yeah, I want to know what Surfline says. Like, they're reporters, yeah. they're forecasters too. Yeah. What's their opinion on what's going to happen? Oh, interesting. They have a different idea on what I thought. Why do they have that idea? Right. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll, like you said, maybe yeah. I'll send them a direct message. Be like, why do you guys think that's going to do that? I don't think that's going to happen. And crazy enough, they respond. Pretty cool. So be bold. Explore your local areas, you know? Explore the room. Yeah, get out there, really. I mean, there's so many places to surf. I found way. I mean, look at Ben Gravy stuff. Guy's surfing in the bay. He's surfing in rivers and lakes. I mean, there's waves everywhere. Solomon, Missouri. And if you're like, if you're Kansas, bitching and moaning because there's too many people surfing your local break, just do, do yourself yeah. a favor. Go to Chicago and try to surf there. Yeah, like, just get on a plane or go, like, literally 10 block in some cases like i've surfed and i could see everybody fighting and i'm like <laughs> in the water yeah and i'm like by myself getting barreled and there's people fighting like and i could hear them i could see them i could like i'm like what are you guys like it's so silly it doesn't have to be like unless that's what you like then question for, for you skip yes, as sir. a as a shop owner and I, again going back on the fact that people <gasps> probably recognize you acknowledge you as a shop owner, do you feel like when there are fights or things that are going on, or whether it's in or out of the water, do you feel that you have a role in any of that to help settle? I mean, like, you know, we're, we're, we're community leaders in some sorts uh, within our field of surfing. Uh, do you feel that there's a responsibility that you have on, in certain situations? Um, or do you just kind of like, not my problem, not my fault. Kind of somewhere You're all grow, grown I, adults, you got to deal with it. I don't... Um, I don't feel that way because I own a surf shop. I think I feel that way because I just feel that way. Right. I mean, you know me. I'm always the, right. I, you know, always going to try to step in and do keep something. Keep things even. Keep yeah. things balanced. I mean, if, if I if I can, um, sometimes you can't. Sometimes you know I'm old enough to recognize. You, sometimes you just got to you just got to let them work it out. But um, just in general, I mean, whether it's here in the plaza or at the beach, I'm usually going to try to do the right thing. Yeah, if I can, you know, help people try to work it out. But sometimes it's not going to work out. Yeah, it's not going to work. What about we'll you? Do with you, th- you or nothing? Um, I do, and I, I think uh, I think you probably do it for the same reasons. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I'm generally like that in general. Like I'd always been that person as a yeah. kid that the teacher sat the the person that was going to get picked on or whatever. They put him next to me and whatnot because they knew I was going to make sure he or she was cool and wasn't getting picked on and kind of learned the ropes and whatnot. I think that's still very much how I am now, but you know, I, I, I'm a believer that you have to take, you have to take action in this world that if you don't stand up for yourself or for other people, um, people are going to just continue to walk over or do the wrong thing. You know, people have to help out. Other people have to stand up for other people. There's, you had you had a, you know yeah. some situations at your mm-hmm. store. I've had a few situations in my store where, um, yeah, sometimes it takes the community to look and say no, that's wrong. Right. Um, but people are afraid to step in and say that's wrong. 
and we can't be like exactly that as like a community. Exactly like the Andy Irons movie. Yeah. That was exactly the message, right. I think, in that whole no. thing. That's true. Sometimes and, you got to just come and together we're, we're and realize kind of, it. We're put in that position, but fortunately enough, we are that type of person in general um, that because we're in that position, it, it just, it's normal. It, yeah. It's just what we would normally do whether we were in that position or not. Yeah. Um, it's just a shame that people are afraid to speak up, speak yeah, out, to speak do something. Up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get it at the same time. You know, I do get it. But just just in life in general, you need to step up. I mean, it's, it's whatever. No, but, I get yeah. it. Um, Segway? Yeah. On um, water sports, then and now? Hey, yeah. then and now. Then and now. So um, when is then and when is now? Well, 80-something was then. I remember because the I... Then. 82, I think. I would go to the old Island Water Sports on 167th, way back closer to the highway, and you guys used to have some really cool skate ramp contests in the yeah, back and whatnot, and I remember that's where I would get all my skate stuff, and I remember getting my Lance Mountain oh, out, wow. and I think Scott was working the shop, and Scott was actually still maybe an employee still? Yeah, probably. Still I, don't, I don't remember when. I was, I was probably like, 12. Yeah. And we are what, like fourteen years difference? How old are you when you're or what year um, was I'm, how old are you when you're twelve? How, how old is I when I was twelve? No, I was that was what, <laughs> what year, year was, was that? That, yeah. that was eighty seven. Yeah, so I probably was just running the store back then. Right. Okay. Yeah. I remember coming to Scott to get my skateboard back then as a kid. And it's so hilarious that you know, uh, years later that I worked for him. I mean we maintain we yeah. always stayed as friends and stuff. Later. And yeah. we always stayed friends and then pass out of when the time came and uh, you know, I worked for Quicksilver, and we would always send business his way. I mean, um, and then I worked for him, and then, uh, and then you know, afterwards opened up my own shop because of a lot of the, that I learned over here. And, uh, again, true testament for uh, commitment to his community, um, to the people around him, and um, Good. So it's, long time. I mean, Good a, a long time. amazing amount of loyalty that you've had here. Employees. Yeah. Employees. I mean, great think of, think of the amount of employees that you've had. It's not like he's had a phenomenal amount. Turnover is yeah. very little. <laughs> he usually has employees that stay here for five, six years. Yeah. Get out, really? All through college. And, yeah. yeah. How and the if you saw, did you do that? If you saw what the people have become through the store, it's not like a normal surf shop. You know, it's lawyers and accountants and <laughs> lieutenants in the fire department and Entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, and, 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 and uh, just amazing. And, but like every single one of those people yeah. are some of the most loyal and trustworthy people you yeah. could ever have. And and knowing and and knowing, you know what I know as far as having a shop, I like having someone that you can trust is crazy. Is the hugest thing, yeah. and that's so hard. You can't just get that's that with any I'm, kind of random so person you hire. Well, that's why I, never, I understand retail. But I'll tell you why because I never took easy. an application in my life. I did once actually, and that didn't work out. But um, I've always, like the first, Al right. was the first person, Al and Amy, but I knew them from the age of like 12 and 13 when they were coming in the store. So when I needed an employee, I knew them, I knew their families, um, and I hired them. And they weren't, I mean, Al was known for being the guy who didn't talk. He right. wasn't exactly the best retail no. person. <laughs> and Amy didn't have anything, know anything service. about surfing. But... <laughs> they were good people, um, great people. Oh, that's a good. That's definitely a good start. Yeah, and that's what I and that's what I did. You know, Joel and Jason and Juan and Bobby and jo I mean everybody. everybody. I knew them for years before, and when I needed somebody, I was, I was like, "That's going to be a great person. Will you work for me?" And so, um, I just had to teach them retail, 
um, maybe a little bit of surfing right. if they didn't surf or whatever. Mostly everyone surfs. And it but wasn't until, like, I left that Scott thought the whole world was going to fall apart. I did. He's like, oh, my God, what am I going to do now? I was and I'm like, dude, you'll find somebody. It's fine. Right. And that's when he found Shania Twain. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, when you left, who was – Probably Dana, Arnie. Dana, or no, Arnie. no, Dana. Mr. Or, yeah, Arnie, I think the, Schumann came back into yeah, it, didn't he? Yeah, Dana came back in. But um, And then Arnie kind then of filled in afterwards. Yeah. It's been, I've had, I'm really, 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 really lucky. Yeah. I think lucky is a pretty shitty word to use for it. Well, I pick, I I pick good people. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably better said. Yeah. Right. And, and it's not like, I mean, the guy takes four months to go ahead and pick out a a, A a couch or five years to buy a car. Right. So it's, it's, it's not as if he just takes it lightly and goes, oh, you know what? Let's see what this is like. Well, you know, these people are going to be probably in your, I mean, if you look at all the people that work for me, they're still some of my best friends. You know they're going to be in, hopefully in your life for a long time, right. and it's it's hard to work. With I, I think there's this yeah. honor that comes with working at a place like this, where you're just like, I'm working at a surf shop. That's pretty cool. And then on top of that, there's that personal relationship that they have with you, and they're like, Yeah, it's always I don't super, like yeah. right. And it's one of those things where it's like, God, I would never want to make that person think that way of me, or I wouldn't yeah. like. Oh, how embarrassing would that be yeah. if like that got out to the rest of everybody mm-hmm. else that I was like this? Oh, so friend, like, we're friends first right. before so employee, yeah. like respect, right? Like yeah. we were talking before, like yeah. in the lineup, like you have respect or you don't have respect. Yeah, and if you demand respect, you demand respect, and that's just how it is. And if you're just gonna like fly off the handle and be a freakazoid, uh, it's kind of hard to respect that after respect, a while, yeah. right? And that is one of the hardest things about having a retail store is having people that you can trust. Right. Um, it really is. I mean. Absolutely. Like, I mean, w- you know, we just hired two people earlier this year and because um, we were expanding and opening up the other shop. And, you know, before that, it was just Mark and I. And, uh, you know, to find someone else, we were lucky. We've had a couple employees before that were just awesome. Um, but here we, you know, we found one, two people, and both guys are just epic, and we've seen yeah. them grow up since there. And it's kind of along that same lines where you've seen them kind of grow up since they were young, and um, they're just good people in general. Yeah, good and, people. I and told you when, when they were working for you up there that right. I, I would have had Brandon work for me at one point. I mean, he's a good, he's a good yeah. young man, you know. Know his family. Yep. Yeah, I Brandon. Yeah, uh, and and again, I think that's a true testament to what surfing or surf shops bring to a community. Uh, in regards to like as as far as a retail as a store like uh, more so than any other kind of clothing store or anything else like you know you you really kind of yeah, shape well, it's, community it's, it's like because it's surfing right yeah. and you get and we're out. like lighthouses we're like lighthouses for the sport especially down here yeah in Miami. I mean like like I don't buy that much surf stuff wax maybe a board every five years four years you're or gonna something. buy my used one right you said. Yeah, I was looking at it. That one looked pretty good, actually. It's Matt Keckley, by the way. Yeah, yeah. but I, I mean, first of all, it's a Keckley. I like the. There's a whole lot of I liked about it. Anyway, um, but like I go to the shop all the time. I eat lunch at the shop. Scott, I'm gonna come up here and start eating lunch on your account. <laughs> Not gonna happen. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. I'm gonna leave like soy sauce stains and shit. Yeah. It's gonna be great. You're gonna. You wanna yeah. eat and drink? Go to first. Want to buy something? Come up here. <laughs> Do you have a bench out in front at least that I could eat no on? No bench. Nothing? Nothing. God, man. No, I'll just... walk you to Paquitos. I'll get you some chips and salsa. I'll give you a menu. I'll, I'll, I'll be your waiter over there. What if I bring uh, my own chair and just sit out in front? No. All right. No. I mean, the, the the walkover and getting me chips thing is pretty good. I would do that, yeah. Okay, that's pretty I, good. I mean, the chips are really good. The salsa is amazing. All right, well, all right. Yeah. All right, I guess I can't eat in the shop. Sorry. 
Steven the bugs outside. Guess what though? When we closed, I ate tacos here. Yeah, we did have a bunch of food. But they are only because they're really amazing tacos. Scott yeah. tasted it and he was just like, "We can eat this all day." I had three of them. And, and the truth be known, I'm a little OCD myself, so I was like cleaning up as he was cleaning up. So like he cleaned up something and I cleaned up after him. Yeah, it's a triple. So I want to thank thank you surfing there. for the food. It was awesome. <laughs> oh, welcome. Bam. There it is. Uh, uh, so skip, what's, what's skip, going on now in the shop? Like, I, I, well, let, let's talk about just some of the retail challenges that, I mean, some of us have. I well, know that's the we, next step. Nice we're getting into the next one. Oh, uh, the future surf retail? I mean, I was kind of just discussing more of yeah. of just, of like, online sales. or, or ter- we, We've seen sales decline year over year for the last couple years. Uh, you and I have had the conversation before in regards to um, surfboards, being that we're two shops in Dade County and there's how many people in this county it's amazing how few boards we sell considering we're only two two, mean, sh- two we shops. Sell boards but we should be selling more boards absolutely what would you say that is because of? I can't I, I have no idea because it's been this way for 35 years I, know, can t- I think I that we're selling that, that you're selling less and less boards no, that we don't or? sell when you when you realize there's only one or two stores and the amount of surfers the amount of people traveling through I mean, you know, we, have you we not, sell have more you, boards. So are you saying that you've kind of stayed the same kind of course over the years? No, we fluctuated. Seen... When, like when Blue Crush came along, we were selling twice as many boards. Right. Uh, Blue Crush movie. Um, and when uh, it came the, out. The Blue Crush effect. It was incredible. Well, you know, we were selling right. well, double the is, amount of boards. But this is early 2000s. That fist but, pump at the end, like, right. sold so but, many boards. But, that's the, but let's say that's early 2000s, right? right? And at that time, we would say that... That is the heyday of the surf industry in regards to like Lately. like volume wise, sales wise, like your 2000 to like your 2006. And prior to that was the 94 endless summer two boom probably. That, yeah, that was a big one. Right, so your 2000 2006, you, like I mean the kind of volume like Quicksilver almost made it to a billion dollar company on its own at that time. I remember because I was working for the company yeah. and it was huge. And so like you could literally just throw a dart at your line book and. Anything that you ordered would just sell through the house, and that's where Hollister came online finally. So, like the whole surf yeah, thing surf from, was from, really cool. from Blue Crush, whatever, kind of made that happen. And that's surfboards, that's clothing and whatnot. I'm sure you've seen surfboard sales kind of drop since that. What that kind of volume was like back then. Yeah, I mean, you know, I have my own thoughts on it. You know, they're not necessarily what other people kind of see in the industry. First of all, it's it's um, different because we're in Miami, um, both Chris and I, and it's not about the lack of waves, but there's not a surf community in Miami. A lot of our sales come, I mean, yes, there are people that buy surf-related products in Miami, but we deal a lot with tourism, too. So our sales are going to fluctuate so much with the dollar in different countries. So The strength of the dollar, right? Yeah, we, five, six years ago, there was a little bit of a dip in our industry. All the stores up north weren't doing well. We were doing really well. Um, but when you look at the the ethnic makeup of Miami and the diversity that we have, a lot of the um, a lot of the different groups of people in Miami don't necessarily lend itself to our industry. You know, um, like we have a huge Russian population in Sunny Isles. The Russian population doesn't scream. Billabong, Quicksilver, you know. Right. Um, it's more uh, Versace. And, right. Big, right. you know, huge urban community, uh, elderly. Um, it's just not the the general um, 
demographic demographics of uh, thank you for right. our industry so that's why you don't see a lot of search shops down here because the as much as you sell There's boards no right i mean a majority of this stuff that we sell when you go farther north the demographics of that area lend itself to all these different brands and they don't some of them don't skate they don't surf they don't do any of it but they wear ruka billabong uh -huh, sure. quicksilver when you go to the high schools you see the brands in people in the high school you go to the high schools here you're not going to see any of this so you know our industry is a little bit especially if there's a north swell especially if there's a north swell do you, so. um, do you think that there's um sorry teachers it's, <laughs> it, it's kind of true it's totally true so glad I had like water polo as my fifth period class in high school, <laughs> really, and that we were two blocks away from the beach. Um, the uh, well, I feel like there's a lot more surfboard manufacturers and shapers on their own that are able to go direct to consumer. Uh, the direct than there, consumer than there, than there used to be. Yeah, that hurts. But we're talking specifically boards. If you're talking, everything, I'm talking about boards. Okay, specifically, specifically right boards. Um, one of the problems that's definitely happened in the last few years has that boards have become so specific and they're out there on YouTube and the marketing, and, you know, yeah, the marketing is incredible behind it. So um, people want specific boards and you can't carry every board. Right. I mean, if we carried just Channel Island surfboards alone and we carried one, Don't like, like well, six boards. You couldn't even do it. But you if have you to, just, like, I mean, the five would probably be the minimum of right. each model that you want, that you would right. want to have to be able to kind of cover it. Like the new flyer comes out. Mm -hmm. So you want it every size between, say, five, six, six. and six, four. Um, so you get it in future, and you get it in FCS because some people want. So now you have 16 flyers right there, but then someone will want um, epoxy. Dude, how well, stoked are you need, on that guy that is like, Oh, that's the size I want. Ah, oh, different yeah, fins. Different like, fin system. So buy a different fin. So that's just that's just <laughs> Chris one, hates me. That's just one I'm model. Pretty sure, I'm pretty sure Chris hates me. You as did a that. Customer. I'm, I've been. It's like uh, it was. You're a futures yeah. guy. You're an SCS guy. Yeah, it's like how you have to like no. you have. A, I have a fin catalog of FCS fins going back like 20 years. Right. Well, I I get it. And, and people I are like, which one should I do? I'm like, what do you have the most fins of? Right. So, that's the one. so if you have, if you're no, trying to both. carry just Channel Island boards, exactly. and you have one model that you could potentially have 20 boards of just in that one model, and they make 40 models, what are the odds of when when someone says, "I want the Firewire baked potato in a five six in the LFT, not the you know yeah. like you just aren't going to have it." So what happens is they go online, and they get it online, and that's where we're losing sales because people don't go into a store anymore. And, and go looking through boards. I think that right. they already know the board they want, and they come in. If you don't have that's, it, that's I think order the it. biggest mistake that people are making right now is they think they know the board they want. Right. They're probably making a huge mistake. Most people don't know anything about the board they should be riding. That's I mean, look. Most I, agree, and I, and I, and I, yeah. I think that I mean, the volume. How many expert surfers you're? Right. I, mean, you're right. I mean, like the, the amount of expert surfers that are out here in South Florida is like maybe maybe ten percent of the people that are out there. Well, Maybe. I think what's given people a lot more confidence is the volume indicator on boards now, where that volume wasn't. That's also a huge misnomer too. Well, I mean, uh, for or for me, like I I, yeah. I understand that uh, you know I work any well with anything between thirty three liters and thirty six liters. That for me, I know is kind of my 
my volume area, and then at that point, it's contingent on what am I using this board for? What are, Ooh, is it for a real wave? A part that, yeah. Or is it for this kind of wave? But I can go ahead and say, I can, and, and it's true, like unless you're a surf shop that's got two, 300 boards that someone can peruse through and you have a good selection of, it's tough because I, I see it as a consumer. Like you don't want to go and drive around everywhere and you're there's only two shops and I got to go down there and this, and I'm going to find it. So yeah. what do you do? You front, make a phone call or you look online and you do your research, all the different companies and you're like, that's the board I want. So you call the shop, no, you don't have it, no problem. Call it, have it and all of a sudden you're like you know what i'm just going to order it from the company on the, or this that surf shop sells it online i found it blah 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 it's my volume blah 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 boom i'm going to do it like that and you can't put it under your arm you can't well, i'll tell you what it. i don't like about the volume thing you can't put your greedy mitts on it um you get a lot of people that will look online and it'll say um you know your intermediate surfer this weight this height you should be riding 34 to 36 liters and what I tell people all the time is um, what you should be riding is all based on what you've previously ridden. If you ride a nine-foot longboard, if you ride a nine-foot longboard and you've ridden it for the last six years, and I put you on a 7.6, you're going to tell me that it doesn't float you, you can't catch waves, it's a twig. Right. If, you're, if you normally ride a 6.0 and I put you on that same 7.6, you're going to tell me it's a log, you can't turn it, and it's too big. It's the same board. So really a lot of it's just relative – no matter what, if, if you're an intermediate surfer or an advanced... And this, folks, is why you go to a surf shop right, to buy a surfboard. And, and this is right. where there's still that need for the education of... Yeah. Because it's also skill level plays into that, too. And I tell people, I'm like, yeah. you know, the, this is what the volume count is going to go Or a according. skilled shaper. I hate to take it away from those guys. I mean, it's true. Like, if you go to a shaper who really knows what the hell you're doing and you build a relationship, you buy certain stuff from a shaper and you buy certain stuff. And, and if they don't have your board at the shop, I mean, you can work with a shaper. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, really. Yeah. So where would you go with the argument? Because I've seen a lot of shapers, like personal shapers, like arguing over companies like Firewire and whatnot that are, you know, shaping overseas and they're doing this and they're, they feel like one. they're killing the whole market and this or that. Um, and we, we both have friends that are Yeah, that shapers. are shapers. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, we also work yeah. with companies like Firewire right. that we, uh, we order their boards. So um, you, only, you have limited amount of room. Um, Firewire is one of the few companies that put boards on consignment. That's great for us. Yeah. Um, they don't do it with all their boards, but a lot of them. And that whole thing about we don't make a lot on boards, we don't. We make about $100, $120 on every board. I don't care if it costs us $300. $120 on a board. Back in the day, yeah, we so bought when, them So for... when you ask for a free leash and a free trackpad, right. a Lycra, and two bars of wax, that means that they yeah. paid you to walk out the door with a surfboard. Or when it's actually. a $900 board and you say, can you give me $100 off? And we say, sorry, we can't. It's because we really can't. Right, and it sucks because you feel so bad. And someone's just <laughs> yeah. like, like, look, the most I could maybe do anything is like 25 30 bucks. And they're like, Ew. On a $900 board, right? It's <laughs> yes. almost a slap in the face. And you feel bad for even saying that. You're like, yeah. I, like, I don't even, can't even tell you what I would take off because you're going to be like, what's that good for? The fact is that we should be paying way more for surfboards. Right. But, but at the same time, when you, you know, look at a board, I mean, I look at them like I'm a kid still buying a board. Let's say you're making, you know, forty thousand a year, and it's thirty-two thousand after taxes, and you have a car payment and a house payment, and maybe you have one child and all. Surfboard's a thousand bucks, and you've never and, you, like and you've rent. never ridden it before. Yeah, and you not, don't know not if it's to be good. Your board, I mean, the fins, the deck pad, the leash, easily crap. a grand. I so I don't know where to go with that now. When you said how do you, with the whole firewire thing, well, well, well be, and it, we'll go into that. But my my argument with that is that you have a lot of shapers that are going direct to consumer 
right. that aren't selling their boards to the surf shop to allow the surf shop to be able to make that sale, so to speak, and then are kind of undercutting surf shops because the prices that they're offering sometimes to the consumer is a lot less than what we would be able to sell for because it takes away from that that margin. Yeah. And, and so those are the people that are arguing about those other companies that are maybe pulling them out. And then, you know, I want to go to them and be like, yeah, but you're kind of undercutting me because you're going straight direct to consumer. Right. So there's like this whole... See, that's one, like, I'm thinking of two co- different companies right now. I'm thinking about Keckley Surfboards, Matt Keckley, who um, he's always done it the right way. He will send people to, he, I have people that will call him. Um, he'll say, look, you have to go to the store and give them a deposit because you can't sell through your factory or else Bravo, you're going to undercut Keck. us. Wow. Exactly. Bravo. He does, he just, we literally had someone come in yesterday Get that he out. spoke to. He does it like that? Well, yeah, he won't that's sell. That's amazing. Kudos, um, t- cheers yeah. to you, Keck. That's Seriously. Um, and then um, you have companies like Channel Island who um, have done everything wrong. They amen. they sell online, and then they sell. I don't know who that is, but I'll wave. They sell online. They sell. Um, who is that? It's your nemesis, Jay Bruns. No, that's not Jay Bruns. Jay's it's looking at it on his phone outside. He's following along. He's like, I'm going to wait for that um, right moment. <laughs> Channel they, Islands um, might be that time for me to come in. So Channel Island. Uh, First of all, they try to bully you into different things. When, when did it happen? Um, when did that start happening? That started happening really when they changed over to Burton, when Burton mm-hmm. bought them. Right. Um, yeah, I was going to say. All right, so I know the whole Burton story really well yeah. as a snowboarder. And actually, um, his family belongs to the same club as my parents and stuff. And I know where, where it came from. It comes from, from a straight business straight sense. Straight business sense, right. So they started pushing, pushing, pushing. Um, it was like the mafia, though. and the the brand was doing really well. The problem is, I'll take um, Quicksilver for example. Quicksilver was doing really well, um, and the people that worked with Quicksilver were great and are great. And then the brand wasn't doing as well, but it made you want to support them because they were always so good to you. Right. Um, and now they're doing better again. Um, Channel Island, I just couldn't wait till the day where they fell apart because the the way they treated us and. Um, and then you look online. How I, long have you been a dealer? I don't even know. It's 15 years or 20. I don't. A long time. Easily the largest yeah. dealer in South Florida. Yeah, we were. We did. We've done some big numbers. Right. And you, you think, and, and, and after 15 time, years, you'd think, hey, we've kind of built a relationship. I've got a little skin in the game. Right. I don't know, 30 plus years. Yeah. I'm the only major surf shop in South Florida. Yeah. Like, rep- hey, let's work on something else because you're only making 120 bucks off a of board. Right. I wouldn't even talk to the national sales manager. The rep, who's our, Martin, Martin, he's wonderful. Like, you want to support him. But the, the national sales guy was just brutal. And then, then you looked the other day. I sent this to Firewire. Um, the Rocket Nine Wide, available exclusive, exclusively at ci.com. What about us? Like we're a dealer and we weren't allowed to sell the board. They're selling it first on their online store. That just pisses me, pisses me off. Yeah, this is okay. Say what you like, Scott. I mean, um, I, I feel. You. I mean, at the end of the day, yeah. I don't care. I don't have any. Channel Islands or really Lost Boards on my rack at all because there's A, exactly that. They come out with a different model every three weeks. And at that point, you have to have at, on the minimum five boards per model in order to be able to have somewhat of a showing. Right. So, you know what? If you want to go ahead and have five different models, that's 25 boards. That's not cheap. Mm-mm. You know, that's not cheap to have to put together. And then for what? You have to own the money in 30 days. 
and and, and they kind of just press you on it and you're like but i'm only making 120 off of these things and then there's no guarantee that all 25 of these boards i'm going to sell through in the 30 days that it takes me to make my 120 bucks off of each one and then oh they're going to yellow and oh you're going to give me some discount dollars so that i can go ahead and drop this a little bit because there's a little spider crack from your shipping no no deal with it and you're just like oh you're really fun to work with so yeah the companies you want to support certain ones um the firewire thing how it affects these other brands so as retailers we would much rather i mean literally the surfboard thing is almost a wash it's it's a loss leader you get people in your store to look at the boards you know you sell them you're excited as a surfer to sell them but you're not going to make any money real money on it um a lot of times when you put them on sale you're actually losing money so i'm just looking at the boards all up there and um brands like firewire when if you don't have to buy them and you can fill your store without paying for them and without losing money that is a great thing. Right, at that point, but, you don't mind making that small margin because right. you're like, at least it's not coming out of my pocket right now. But, and, and the stress of having to sell what it is. Just and as a business yeah. person, you know that to do that, the kind of money they have to have to be able to yeah. have millions of dollars in boards out there, plus the margins on those are so much better for them than the other brands. Yeah. So they're able to do all these different things. But what that does is it pushes some of the other brands out. Like... Yeah, you're CI, loss, whatever right. it is, boards that you have to pay for. So you wind up um, you wind up maybe not carrying quite as many. And if those guys are your friends, like Matt is mine, you feel uncomfortable about that because sure. you want to carry them. But yeah. as a business person, do I pay for these boards or do I have these boards in my store for free and don't have to worry about any of it? It's a, it's a hard thing to, to deal with. And the reality of it is, is their model for us is better. So... I would rather have boards on consignment. But having said that, because of the kind of relationship I have with guys like Matt, I'm going to always carry his boards, and it's just what I'm going to do. But if you don't have a relationship with, like that with some of these companies, you're just going to do all the consignment boards, right. and the rest of those guys that can't afford it right. are going to be screwed. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, fortunate enough, Matt makes great boards. Yeah. He, so does. he sells. So he sells. It's not right, as if so you get them and right. you're like just throwing them a bone, but they just sit there and you're like, okay, no, they sell. No, he makes. And he's. This is the point that I think is really important because there is this movement in other industries. It's not like uh, uh, exporting manufacture to uh, other countries is a new concept. You know, we've been doing it for a long time. However, there is specialty products and there is things that work better for you because they are made by a craftsman that w- lives in your neighborhood or. Whatever you see with you see it with fishing rods, you see it with boats, you see it with cars, you see it with music or whatever. It's like you, yeah, yeah, no, like oh, you're gonna go record an album in whatever Nashville. Like you gotta go play with these guys. Yeah, those are the guys you go to when you go to Nashville. It's like if you're gonna go eat in this town, you gotta go eat at this guy's restaurant because like it's it can't be like a McDonald's. You know, you don't go right. like. You got to go to the McDonald's over there. It's like, no, like if you're going to go to Florida and you want a board shape for you, going to see Matt Keckley is not a bad idea, mm-hmm. you know? And like, he knows Florida. You know, if you want to buy a Firewire because it's in the store, okay. But like, if I was going to go surf in a contest tomorrow, that would be ugly. But, <laughs> but if I was going to do that, you know, like asking Matt Keckley to shape a board for me would be a really smart thing to do. And I would have to show them everything I've ridden before, and maybe the first wouldn't come out right or whatever, but, like, he would be the guy to go to. And it's, it would be hard to say that 
to like go to the local shop and buy a board that was on consignment from Firewire and say it's going to do that same thing? Um, the problem is it's sort of like recycling. You know, Some people get it and do it. Some people couldn't care less. These whole made in America, local craftsman, local brewer, whatever it is, some people really, really, really care. Right, they gravitate towards it. And then there's not like a middle ground, and the other people don't. They're like, oh, this is five bucks cheaper? Bam. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so. So I hope the Keckleys of the world and these other shapers do look at that and they're like, yeah, I'm not that. Right. I don't want to be that stuff. That's not what I am. I am the local guy and mm-hmm. like, I'll make the boards for the local guys. Like, how many boards do I need to live? That's how many I need to sell. That's it. And like, if you aspire to like that, maybe you'll get to greatness just through that. Through I don't that? Think no. It, well, I mean, Keckley, I'm sure, didn't come out thinking that he was going to like shape boards that a world champion was on. You yeah, know, probably. Like, I don't know. Matt's always well, been pretty. Well, he shaped him for what was eventually the GOAT. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what, yeah, that's that's what, what he's saying. No, about. and he, I mean, a lot of people, just going on a little Matt rant here, a lot of people don't get, you know, like, you can't compare him to like a local shaper because he's. Um, you know, was on the world tour. Yeah. He's worked with Quicksilver and their team guys and their young kids for 25 or 30 years. He's been shaping boards for like 40 years. He's, you know, in the East Coast Hall of Fame. He coached the X Games to all victory. I mean, he's, you know, serves with the best guys in the world. I mean, that's, yeah. you know, there's. And the still, local... he can't compete with consignment. Right. <laughs> but what's cool about Matt is you could, with all those little, you could still call. Like if you come in here, we can call Matt and we can order you a board and you yeah. can talk to him. We'll this is it. another yeah. awesome thing. This is yeah, why I so think cool. surfing is the best. Yeah. Just like Kelly Slater I, comments. And, and you on might like get a great joke out of Matt when mm-hmm. you do talk to him. Oh, yeah? on some of the worst jokes ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Love you, Matt. We'll drop Here, it off. And, and, and from this crew, worst jokes ever. <laughs> okay, I never mean. mind. <laughs> <laughs> I might be now. All um, right, let's get into the future of surf retail then. This is the, uh, the last topic for the night. I'm sure we've been going for at least an hour. I think I saw Caleb. Caleb's been very it's quiet like an tonight. hour and ten. <laughs> I think is where we're at right now. Very quiet. I think we've been very verbose. Uh, what is the future of surf retail, according to you guys? I can give you my perspective from, like, a consumer. Sure. And then also just, like, bumming around surf shops long enough to uh-huh. pick up a few things. What do you see? Uh, it's going to go the way that everything else does, which is, like, more customers. Automated online? No. Well, certain things, like the, the, the dumb, easy things. Right. The people that don't care about uh, the craftsman, where it came from, the fact that it was made for them uh, for a reason. If you want to buy a pop-out product, like an Amazon.com, like, go buy a book. Yeah, you don't, you don't need a surf shop. But if you need someone to tell you what book to read... Uh, or that the last book you read is going to really inspire your next five books that I've got on the shelf right here that I just read, then, then yeah, go to Amazon or whatever, or buy your boards online. But if you really, like, want to take it another step, you know, then you got to go to a shop. You have to have human interaction. Um, Maybe you guys can do that online or something. Figure out a way to, like, I don't know, Skype with people or like be on Google chat or something and tell people like what their next board should be. But I know that like that, yeah, that's going to work for you. Right. Makes me feel like that board's going to yeah. work for me. Yeah. Right. And, and they're probably get, actually right. And they're probably actually right. Right. You know, when it's like, yeah, I'm going to get the five ten, And then it's like, Scott's like, how tall are you? Really? What board do you normally, you should probably get the six Oh, 
It's well, like, look, you're not gonna do that turn in the pocket like you think you're gonna do. And maybe you won't say it. You say nicer. But you know, but but he'll be like, you know, and Ever. then I'll get on it and I'll be like, damn, I'm catching so many more waves. And I'll come back to the shop and get wax and be like, oh, the board working great. And when I, you know, break it, maybe I'll buy another one here because of that. I'll tell you, one of the greatest things I learned from Scott um, was the uh, the ability to not sell somebody yeah. something. I'm uh, really good at that. Yeah. I'm a deal killer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and what's great in that is the um, the confidence that you give a consumer in, say, in knowing that you're not here to rip them off. You're not here to take their money. It's like, and I tell people that I'm like, I like money. I got to keep these lights on. I want to take your money, but I want to take your money and feel good about it. Exactly. And I and I and I want to know that you're going to be happy with it because if you are, then you're going to come back. And and where I see the future of a lot of the surf retail is exactly what we're doing like right now. Uh, what you've done for 35 years in regards to having that community engagement. Um, and 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 being that. You're an owner, and it's not as if you just have staff working here the whole time. No, Scott's here working 80% of the time, you know, and he's hands-on, he's placing his orders, and he's doing this, and he's talking to people, and he's sizing people up. Whether doing the surf report. Right, you know, whether it is that you need, you know, swim goggles to you need a good board, you know. he's He's got the know-how and helps you out. And I think um, having... Uh, going to a place where you can trust the people that they're saying what they're saying um, is what makes a repeat customer. Yeah, um, and I don't do I, it for that reason. Right, but it, I know that that is what what happens. But I'm I'm incredibly comfortable telling someone like I'd rather them not buy the surfboard and just go because we don't have any boards here for you. Even though he wants the little five six, right, and he's two hundred and forty pounds, right. you know, right. And like I get, um, I like, get it. Yeah. I know that's what you want. Um, and I, I mean, I mean, if you push and push and push, I'll sell it to you. But I'm telling you, I'd rather you not buy it and leave and go find a board better for you somewhere. I mean, like, because truth be told, we'll probably have to deal with it afterwards, and it becomes such a headache because then it comes back, it's got a little spider crack on it, and it's not the board that you wanted. And you're like, yeah, I told you that. <laughs> I, it all, it really helps if you're doing things for the right reason. And then you never have to think about anyone right. coming in mad, and, right. and you always know what you what you said before was what you would say again in right. the future. Right. All that kind of yeah, all that corny a, cliche stuff. No, it's but true. It, it really, it's the best way to do business. And I, and I think the continued future of what we do is 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 continuing those emotional engagements, um, and, and 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 people feeling like they have to go somewhere, not for the items that they're purchasing, but more for the experience that they have there. You know, and also being able to walk out with something, right? That bag versus that bag. when you're online, well, right? You order a shirt and you 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 get it in a couple of days, and you're well, that shirt's cool, and then you wash it, and then you wear it once, and then maybe someone misplaces it and you forget about it, and a month later, like, wait, what happened to that shirt? And you don't know, but because it doesn't have that emotional connection, but you come to a place and you buy that shirt and you had a good conversation, you saw somebody you didn't see for a long time, and you heard a funny joke and stuff like that, and you remember that place, and you lose that shirt, you're like, ah, oh, and then you have to go back to that store to get a shirt and not necessarily the same shirt but because you want to just ask for it though right but you want to but but you want to revisit you want to revisit that moment you want to revisit that moment you know and and that's what i think our job is is to continue to sell those um the stories that our brands are trying to tell and it's a matter of how are they going to help us in that process um versus helping themselves because I think they're they're starting to get to that point of understanding that oh, without us, guys without with, without again. us, yeah. there is no story to tell anymore. It is just I'm, online. I'm gonna say that we have a little bit of difference of opinion. His, I'm a dreamer. He, he's very. Ah, get out of my 
brand Tea. or like the you know <laughs> the the coolness and culture of the brand uh-huh. and i'm i'm i mean i see that but that's not what my passion is you know um behind selling these things first of all all the stuff you see all the clothes all the board shorts all the baggy all the glasses we can make a living off this we can off boards we sell all this so that we can sell surfboards because that's what we like to do but all this stuff when you hear retail surf retail um is hurting um and everyone brings up online amazon it goes way deeper than that it's not retail not just my store quicksilver you know went bankrupt billabong volcom's having trouble sanook reef oakley i mean they all i mean all the sunclass brands and the reason isn't because of amazon because they're selling to amazon they're selling their their sales are down so it's the it's this industry isn't as cool as it once was and you see that when you go into PacSun, which filed bankruptcy, now you go in, you don't see surf stuff. Zoomies hardly has any surf stuff. Surf isn't. Yeah, but you have someone like Tilly's that's showing. That's Wait, showing surfing's not cool anymore? Surf, oh. these brands aren't cool. And my thought behind this, <laughs> what I really think has happened is that these brands you couldn't buy anywhere but surf shops. So it made the surf shop cool. And now the surf shop isn't as cool. So the college kid, the high school kid that doesn't surf, doesn't go to the surf shop to buy glasses or sandals or bikinis they can buy them anywhere and feel good about them so what we need to do with those customers is kind of what you were saying is you create a relationship right i always liken it to a bar there's 15 bars within a mile of you you're going to go to the one where you know them and they say hi to you and you feel at home right so you build a relationship because shorts bikinis t-shirts um everyone wears them you can buy them at this point you don't get that same feeling about buying a Quicksilver Billabong as you did. You can go to Abercrombie or Forever 21 and get something. And um, So we want now they're coming because of the relationship you built more so than some of the brands. We still have those surfers, the hardcore customers that come for the brands. but the And it's important to have what it is that they're looking for. It's important to have what it is that they're looking for, but that – when all the stores are doing so well, it's because the general public right. was shopping in the surf yeah. shops as, along with the surfers and the skaters and all that kind of stuff. So it's just about building relationships and um, so, and selling all this stuff so that we can still sell the, the cool surfboards things, right. and the you know, skateboards. That's the thing and the that I think boards. is so crazy about the surf retail business is that it's really like all the stuff you see on the racks is there just so you can sell surfboards. It's like this weird. Well, you uh, diversify well, in some sense. It, I mean, like, it's like a you, Robin you've Hood seen thing. It's Scott, like you, you've seen your product mix change over the years. There's, there's, you can, yeah. 90% you can, of the stuff is core surf, but there is that 10% that, that you diversify into other things that allow for me to sell the core surf. Yeah, that's right. it's like uh, well, it's, Robin it's, Hood. It, it, you know? What you said, it's kind of like it's both ways. We sell, like, the loss leader is surfboards with the core group, you know. They, the, the core group comes in to look at boards and to touch boards, and then they buy the board shorts and stuff. But really what we're doing is we're selling to the general public so that we can have the boards for the core guys because that's what we like to do. Right. And that's what makes it – otherwise cool. we'd be selling cell phones right. or e-cigarettes or something. You know, like who cares? What's going to bring up vape pens? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, and I don't want to do that for a living. I want to I wanna sell to the 95% so that 5% of the – the parents with the kids who are serving, like Nam Dev was here, and he's right. pushing his kids in the right. you know Super way. Cool. That's what makes this whole thing fun, and that's why we do it. 
and um, I'll sell all that's this stuff. That's been, I mean, that's yeah. not the future. That's been, I think, the model, the model right. the whole way through. And it's just maybe you have to adapt in different ways. I mean, there was, the beginning was just, there was a surf shop because a guy knew how to make boards. Right. <laughs> and it was like a shit. Pretty much. Yeah. And then it was, it was like. Originally, it was the boards and, that they were selling. It wasn't the clothing. Yeah. The and clothing didn't really come into like a big factor until I would say the 90s. Oh, no. I think it happened way before that. It was yeah, 80s. Like with, with, I mean, Kate and Shorts. Who is that? I can't see. We're, we're, can we see who that is? I can't see. Um, can't say, I can't someone's tell. in the window over here. Can't yeah. quite tell who it is. You know, we got fans. No, I mean, there was like we got, we got fans in Australia. Like, Australia. Um, I'm saying what's up. And then it up? happened in climbing and stuff where, like, uh, you know, Yvonne Cunard with Patagonia and stuff when they started making climbing gear. So, like, there was all these, like, little niche sports that came up and started to make uh, clothing, like, out of functionality. Wetsuits. Like, I mean, that's, whoa, like, that came out of. By the way, if anyone needs a wetsuit, we have more wetsuits than anybody in the city. Thank you very much. It's true. I even Over though I 600 wetsuits in stock. I don't have that many. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so where do we go from here? Where, where does a surf shop go? What does it become? Does it, is it one of those things where they're just going to slowly fade away and I it think all that becomes I online? Like my, I, if I started my business now, right now Brad's thinking, we're going to have to do part one and part two of this whole thing because it's just too long. But if I couldn't start my business yeah, that's now, what Caleb's thinking. No, I just keep talking. I couldn't. I couldn't start my business now, the way I did. Right. It just doesn't work. I mean, you have to have such selection and like you built into it. Over yeah, years you built and years into two years. Right. I mean, now if you open up a little tiny store, there's no. Building. I mean, you do it um, because you're um, dumb. No, you have <laughs> small little boutique brands that are very hard to find, and people right. come to you because they're trying to find something to. That's a you know, like, and Hey, I'm really I'm cool, like but I really else. don't know where to go right. to, to look cool. Right. And I know you have cool stuff. Right. You know, with all this stuff. Nowadays, if you don't have a huge selection, you're just going to go online. You're not going to go to a store that has limited selection right. because it's just not worth it to right. shop. That's why we have to – if you're going to carry sunglasses, you don't carry one brand. You carry six, so you have a selection so people come to your store. Um, so I couldn't start my But business. it is six curated. I mean, there's a bajillion sunglasses. Yeah, no, it, it is that's definitely. A, but That's you need what I think the future is. And so maybe More his – More curation? Yeah, well, his stuff is like super eclectic. Yeah. Uh, curation your curation is maybe like more like main br- big, um, main, uh, big ma- main brand surf, um, surf skate, companies whatever, yeah. you know, yeah, what, what like, your traditional old like surf shop yeah. that most people understand or know like what we do is a little bit different a little right. bit more boutique-esque yeah like the like most people in the industry like i honestly honestly don't know half the brands he sells. i'm in sure. the industry and i've never even heard of them yeah, yeah. um we've been telling them to him for that's, years that's a five you know five or ten percent of the population two percent i don't even know we're going to his store because they are trying to find these you know off brands that no one carries i'm going after that you know the you know not so your, your net is much larger yeah <laughs> but it's still a, the, a relatively small net and well yeah. it's not like a small net it's more like that you're picking stuff that only people that you think will want it want it right you know and like maybe there's not as many people wanting it now as we're in 94 right or 89 or 68 or whatever other boom years there were um i mean surfing goes through trends it all goes through trends um and so nothing goes up forever do we so is there a little hope with the whole online situation it'll go through it because i've got this philosophy that you know the, the kids that are graduating school these days 
have had to deal with nothing but technology for a good portion of their life, how things were bought, purchased, and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And I feel like they're almost going to come back to a point where they're going to be like, I want to deal with something that's real. It's I, a, that's I honestly a real don't person. Think they, I don't think they will. I think this is a norm. I think this is the way it's going to be. Are, I mean, when you look at some of the brighter people that come in our store that are developing all <coughs> kinds of crap around here, the sofas and whatnot, build, adding on to the mall, I mean, obviously they think retail is alive and well. And there's a social component to retail where, I mean, people want to get out. I mean, you could drink a beer at your house or you could go to the bar and sit there and drink a beer. People want to be Atmosphere, around people. Right, they want energy. So you're, we're going to... We're going to lose a certain amount of online sales, but it's not going to it's not going to be ten percent, then twenty, then fifty, then eight, and then a hundred. Right. You know, it's going to cap off. It'll level off. Because um, uh, people will always want to go out, try things on, but you know, it's hard to pick out glasses uh, unless you try them on. Um, same with bikinis, board shorts, all that kind of stuff. So right. there's going to yeah. we're going to lose. And every company yeah. does things differently, so we're going to lose. We have lost some sales. Um, but it's not going to be the end of retail. Um, you know, there's just a new norm. That's all. Yeah, and I think it's like you just need to focus on what is really important about retail. And that's yeah. like the face to face. The time, face to face, right? that relationship and building, all that stuff. stuff yeah. And like the actual uh, knowledge that you can impart on a customer on a product, whether it could be telling the brand story or like fitting them for swim goggles or whatever it takes to make the customer feel satisfied with their interaction and experience right. in your store. And I mean, it's happened in other industries. I mean, Starbucks makes a cup of coffee into a whole experience where you hang out for the entire afternoon. And right. Dude, I go to Ace Hardware. I love Ace Hardware because there's, I don't know, 12 people working in there. I walk in, someone's helping me right off the bat. Every question I ask about insecticide for these stupid flies or whatever it is, someone's going to help me and tell me exactly what I need. And I don't have to think about it. And I don't right. have to wonder. Right. And I love it. They yeah. actually took a really strong stance in that when Home Depot came out. Hmm. And everyone thought they were going to get killed. And they actually set up shop like across the street from Home Depot yeah. when they could. Because they knew exactly what you said was that we're going to do what we're good at. Which is like, yeah, little old lady, like you need a new thermostat or right. something battery like, for your smoke detector yeah right. like we're gonna like hold your hand yeah. and like make right. sure what kind you, of smoke detector is it oh you need like a new right. like and make her feel comfortable and with everything and she walked out of there with the thing in her hand she's like i know i got the right thing it's gonna work and if it doesn't that nice young man over at the store is gonna help me figure it out and like that's yes. i think that that's what retail has always been about really right they just try to figure out you know ways where you're like man you don't need it for a book Maybe you don't need it for a fire wire. Maybe you need it for other things that are like locally made or, oh, I'm going to try these trunks on because they might chafe me the wrong way or like these sunglasses are going to make me look like a bug or whatever the hell it is. Do you buy online a lot? Uh, I don't have a car, so I pretty much buy everything through the internet. Yeah. Um, that's just who you are. And With the exception of uh, surfboards. Right. Uh, no, but I'm just saying some people like I don't this, buy online. This is part some of people do behavior. I mean, I, you know, it's just always. But for things, but like for things that don't like require the face to face interaction, right. like I don't need to talk to my strawberries. Right. <laughs> I actually, I actually you? wish that I had a guy that like sold fruit in the neighborhood. That that's what he did, like the fruit and vegetable guy. Right. Well, like, you have those farmers markets and stuff right. like that. Because I go to one every Sunday. 
uh, in the morning, and it's kind of nice. You have all these tents, and you have yeah, maybe you know, I'm blowing it a little bit. <laughs> all the vet, all the vegetable people, and then you have all these other guys, and it's and it's killer because you have other people there, and that interaction is really nice. Actually, I used to do it. I used to belong to a fruit and veggie co-op, and so I go to a friend's house and like get all my stuff off her kitchen countertop and then give her like 15 bucks. Our buddy that was just here, Namdev, his wife, Erica, she's got a, a one of those co-ops as well called Farm Fresh Miami. Get out. Bam. My, my co-op just ended, so got a new co-op. You're yeah, welcome, so, Erica. But You're like, welcome. That was way better than <laughs> Instacart. I like doing that way better than Instacart. I used to like skateboard over there. I'd fill up my backpack with fruits and vegetables. It was super heavy. I'd sweat the whole way home. Put all this stuff in my fridge. I'd be like, I don't even know what the hell half this stuff. Sabadilla, what the hell do I do with sabadilla? I've never seen a sabadilla in my life. I'm I like, I don't know what that is. What? Really? No? Anyway. <laughs> no. Uh, anyone? Anyone? No one knows what it is. Guess who doesn't cook no it? Idea. It's good. It's good. Um, it's a fruit. It's really sweet. It almost looks like a brown pudding when it's uh, ready to be eaten. Sounds like a plantain. I'll take it. <laughs> Like Sounds like food. It actually all looks day. like this microphone. Easy, all, kind of. all day. But anyway, like yeah, that's what it, that's what it's about. It's like those uh, community interactions right. and and getting information that you can't get through the internet. Sometimes, like you just can't. You, you can't replace being there. That's true. So and, and there'll always be a place for that. So I think we'll be fine. The the, the thing is, is that. You gotta do shit like this though. You gotta like come out and say like, "Hey, like I'm on the internet too," and like come into the shop and you can talk like this. And like next time we come up, like I think this is a huge part. Like Dewey Donger from Hawaii and Kakoa Collective. You know, he he and I had talked a couple when we had started this, and uh, you know, and Donger was so excited for what we were doing as far as this, and he was just like. I think he was really excited about that interaction. That you know, Dewey's a huge guy about kind of interacting oh, with people and engaging. Uh, so he felt like this was kind of almost a little bit of what the future of most surf shops could do. Every single shop on their own, in one way or another, individually, can kind of be that ambassador for the community. Discuss these certain topics they and are. kind of bring it in. They, it, they, right? They really but are. All they, and, and, and now that and now technology has allowed for it to like you don't need makeup artists and <laughs> bright lights I and whatever. Do. Yes, you do. And you have, but yeah, and look, I just realized. But we got some mics. Why do you even have all this stuff? Why? why? We don't know. It kind of makes it look official. Caleb just keeps showing up with all this, like, more and more equipment. We did it with a cell phone the first day. Like, none of this is plugged in. This is what's so cool. (laughs) I just want to make sure it's all fake. It's all completely fake. This is actually just a paper towel roll. I mean, we got three microphones. I got four. Four, four microphones. Yeah, four mics. I'm Mike too. Got an iPad, an you iPhone. Got an iPad over there, an I iPhone, and your phone taped to the up rack. So good. I don't know. I mean, it it's, works. It's but but listen, it, it, it keeps that's it, the whole it keeps thing. It real. I mean, we yeah. didn't know what the heck. If you watch episode one, you look at Chris and I. Chris is wearing glasses for some reason. I think he's trying to like oh, do some like whole persona thing. He's doing a lot of that. Like, and we had no idea what we were doing, and we just uh, admit. Up front, like, hi, we're thinking about doing this. We have no idea what the heck we're doing. Nope. Uh, we'll see how this goes. And, and we just kind of talked it. back and forth for, like, 30 minutes. And then like, we oh, did that it. was 30 minutes? Oh, All right, let's okay. do it again. And then we did it again. 45 and minutes. Again, and then, and then it was again, like an hour. And, again, and then people showed up. And then more people showed up. And, and then it was fun. Let's talk about this episode for a second. Because, really, what are we going to do here? Because I know from a from a watching perspective, this is way too long. Like, I'd be bored. I, I'm going to get bored halfway through or a quarter of the way through or five minutes through. Or as soon as I heard my voice, I might turn it off. <laughs> so what are you going to do to, to make this um, uh, more, we do nothing. more watchable? We do nothing. We, we, uh, we, if it's real long, we might, like, cut Edit some, part of cut, it off. Cut some part off. 
Yeah, edit. If you, you got to... really boring in the middle, but I, I don't, I, I haven't found a boring moment in but... this, and, and you'll find Scott, which is weird because Brad and I went surfing once up in Delray. Del. No, it was it was Delray. Up coast it was. Mm-hmm. I see you're not supposed to say places. You're right. <laughs> the town. It's <laughs> the name of a town. Uh, so we went town, surfing, and some, okay. and some guy, you know, pointed me out. Mustache. It's easy. Mustache. Mustache. Uh, and he was like, dude, you're from Thank You Surfing. I'm like, well, yeah, I guess I am. And I'm like, here's Brad. And he was kind of stoked. And he was like, I'm kind of learning. And I find informative stuff out of you. And I surfed one, a swell in South Beach. And some guy was like, dude, aren't you from Thank You Surfing? I was like, yeah. He's like, yeah, I, I, f- I follow along with you guys. And I find myself kind of talking with you guys as you guys are talking about stuff. So, you know, as much as we think, and, you know, there's that whole, like, oh, there's, like, two people watching. Again, I'm sorry, because we've gotten yelled at before. Like, I'm watching, and no, I'm watching, too. And I feel bad. I'm like, the three people that are watching, like, we're not really there. No, no we, you guys, we, we, we know. love you. We know, we like we're sending mugs in the mail. It's fine. Um, but people kind of get something out of it. And I think, like, something like this, where you're, it's real talk. It's real things. And uh, like If you own a surf shop anywhere in the country, whatever you guys just said, you're gonna be like, holy shit! I'm going through that. Right. They and wow, yeah. like uh, I, oh, oh, like I like, I was wondering why I felt that way. I hadn't even put my finger on it. Like you guys figured it out, and whether somebody else figured it or not, it's like I think I said it in another episode too. It's like there's that kid in class that's like, mm, I kind of want to ask a question, but he doesn't ask. Everyone's thinking what you're thinking, you know. And I think that's the part that makes people kind of like follow along. Like even a friend of mine, he's like. <laughs> He's like, I was on the plane and we were about to take off and I started like talking to the podcast. Like I was there in the room with you. And I was like, that's so weird. He's like, well, I just like, I got like involved with what you're talking about and I knew what you're talking about. And like, I wanted to say something too. And then I realized that the plane was about to take off. And one of the things that kind of sucks a little bit is that we have a lot of people probably chiming in and and writing things to us hoping that we can kind of. That we can go ahead and respond. We and we're still that part out. right. We're still kind of working on that situation. Um, but people want to be involved. They kind of want to be uh, associated with it. Well, that's the whole thing. It's because it is a surf community, which is made up of people, and right. everyone has a voice, even the people <laughs> that think they don't. Okay, well, who's got a voice? Let's see yeah, who voice. Stop talking so much. Should I was addressed uh, to me? I'm going to come crash your party for a minute because I'm 42 single on a Friday night. Uh, there's nothing else I could possibly want to do. I lied too comfortable on my couch. That would, <laughs> See, these yeah. are like the, these are the yeah. people well, that's that Kenny, that's just in tight. These people are just texting me. This yeah. isn't us on this isn't online. But somehow they're watching. But they're watching, right? They're they're watching in order for them to be able to right on the line. They're watching on the line, and they're reaching out to you because, in one way or another, they kind of want to be a part of it. And now they are, and they are. They have been. Yeah. And like, it just it's just awesome that that happens. So so Skip, what what's your shelf life? What's I mean, you've been doing this for a long time. Like, how much longer do you think you have in you? Um, I want to think. Does that does that I mean ever dwell around? Pin the story. I don't know what it's for. Are you, are you watching us live? Yeah, I'm seeing it. He is, comment. and he's got the sound on, so now it's feeding like back. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so confused. Well, if anyone Caleb's head's like about to explode because he's got the headphones wah, on. Wah, wah. <laughs> um, um, I, I, uh, I used to be such a millennial. I used to want to be, down. I wanted to be Bird. Um, old man Bird who owned Bird Surf Shop. Bird Surf Shop. When he was in his late 80s. He had a gopher? Um, he had... 
He'd walk out, you know, shorts, sandals. Shirt was always unbuttoned his freaking stomach, which right. I never understood. No, he didn't even button his shirt at that it's point. A, it's a good look. Yeah. And um, he was on the line even before I had a computer. And he would, um, it's what he did. And people would go in, he'd yell at them for touching the boards. And, and um, I mean, what are you going to do, retire? And, you know, it was, well, is that, there something that I mean, was part there, of his Is life. there anything else that interests you where you're like, you know, if I didn't do this, I would probably go and do this? No, I'd like to do something. Um, Retirement's only a two years away from you. I know, I'm so old. <laughs> no, um, I'd always want the store. Like, if I always said, if I if I won the lottery, I would just like to end the jerk when he had the house and then he built a bigger house, but it was the same house, just bigger. I would build a bigger store just like this. And, um, what was the name of his dog in the jerk? Oh, gosh. Shithead, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dog named yeah. Shithead. You yeah. gotta love that movie. Such um, a good one. I gotta watch that. Steve Martin, the jerk. You guys gotta check that out. Yeah, it shows how old I am. Um, but, um... I would just build a bigger store, and I would, I would just have more staff really and just care. be able yeah. to kind of just. I don't like really care if I made money because I like the energy. I like the people. It's right. what I've done. It's it's my city. I've lived here my whole life, and um, honestly, for me, in a city like this where people are just moving in and out, it's so transient. Um, I still go places, and people. I was at a basketball game the other day and someone wanted to take their picture with me because they bought their first skateboard at my store you know that's cool um i i told these guys i think i told these guys the story the other day where i was uh walking down the street once in south beach when i was still working for you mm. and i was doing the surf report and stuff like that and i had i remember that big green heineken oh, surfboard that we ordered for a guy long. He had a big, a big truck and stuff like that. Long time. Anyway, so we ordered a custom board for him, and it looked like a big Heineken bottle. Or I, and I guess he just liked it. And so I was walking down South Beach and going towards the beach, and I was getting lunch or something like that. And big truck, and I and I just noticed it, and it was that board. And I could hear him go, "Hey, hey, that's the guy that talks about the surf report for uh, for yeah. Island Water Sports, dude." I was so proud. Yeah. I was so proud. <laughs> like I was just like, that's right. I'm the guy that puts a surf report. I'm the one that's giving you the surf report out there. This is before Surfline and whatnot was going on. But um, for me, that was a proud moment. And there's that, you know, there's, I think, within the the people that work for us. There's that pride. Yeah. I mean, this city is so big. And um, the surf surf crew is so small. And, um, And a lot of them, they don't know, like... We think they all know one another, but they don't. No, they know. Th- nobody knows each other, but I mean, that's why in the store I'm always introducing people right. and stuff like that. I do that too. <laughs> but they all know m- m- us, right? And um, it makes me feel at home. Yeah. I mean, it gives me a sense it's of true. You know, the community. Uh, and yeah. You know what? It's I. I think it's uh, that sense of ownership that the community has with your store. Where there's a sense of pride as well. They're, 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 this is my spot. This is my store. Well, yeah, this like is... you need a stronghold, in yeah. a, like you said, in a community that's so transient. So transient. You just need like one little rock for that barnacle to hold on to, right. and then it's like, oh, there's another one, and another one, and another one. It Next comes. thing you know, you have this whole reef growing out of it, and you're like, oh, you and that's why here would... the whole time. I just had no idea. Yeah, and that's why I wouldn't. That's why I'd always want to keep the sore, even you know, just because it, it, it's. Otherwise, I'm just that person in the city, right? And I don't, I don't, you know, you feel like um, just that little tiny pea, and I can't even describe it. Right. Whereas I don't feel that way. I'm not lost in this city, you know, where you I would be if I didn't have that sense of 
belonging. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm stoked that we, we've me. we've always been able to maintain such a great relationship just as friends, yeah. as well as uh, two separate businesses on either side of, of our town, so to speak, that we, we get to send business to. And at the same time, we talk about business all the time, like what's affecting you, what's affecting me down there, because it helps us generally understand. People, I'll give you like a, you know, people think if you didn't know and you were in our little clique of surfers and skate, whatever it is, uh, that we would be rivals. Um, Maui Knicks used to be in Aventura Mall. They did about $1.6 million when they moved out. Do you know how much our business increased when they moved out? Zero. Zero. So how much do you think a store in South Beach is going to affect us? Or, you know, it just it really doesn't. Um, doesn't look, the, the, I've learned this before. There's enough business out there for everybody. Like, I mean, like, if, well, if we our moved business right next exists, to one another, it, that'd be different, right. you know. And but actually, you know what? I didn't even think it would, actually, I would say maybe even better if you guys were next to each other. Because well, our well, if, we, if because we had our had stores like so in two different. separate, yeah, we're so different. Right. Yeah, we're it'd so be different. awesome. I'd be yeah. like, oh, and so now like it's like, look, you see like uh, car dealerships do this. Oh, West Marine when they were next to us, that was helped us. I mean, it was right. even though we had a lot of you know they had wakeboards, they had paddleboards, they had, uh-huh. but it helped us out so much. Right. right, it's like having all the car dealerships on a single street. Right, right. like I go car shopping there. Yeah, it would be like I would go whatever water sports shopping. No, it's it's good. Maybe, and maybe it, there'll be an IWS first collabo in the future. Collabo. Can you end it on the collabo? Because can I that. can't do those. I mean, what was it again? Jay who? Scar or Sophie who? Scar Joe. Scar Joe. It's for another. It's for another podcast. Yeah, like, like slightly. Walk me out of here before I get in trouble. Inside <laughs> jokes now and stuff. Bradley, walk us out before right. I get in trouble. June first, episode twenty in the books. Uh, the first road show. Hey, look at uh, this. We went up coast. We brought some roadies. Way up coast. Yeah. This is uh, All the, the way to North Miami Beach. The Dade <laughs> County the Dade County up coast trip. Scott, thank you. Scott, thanks for hosting Gentlemen, us. It's been a real pleasure. It's been a pleasure. Caleb, to thanks you for over everything. there, the man in the beanie. You guys the earphones on. for watching. Uh, thanks. It's awesome. Hopefully you um, picked up something for, along for the way. For watching and then turning it off and then coming back an hour later and going, holy shit, Why they're still on. Still <laughs> like, man, am I glad I turned it off. <laughs> It'll all be on YouTube probably in the next day or so. So oh, man. keep uh, keep look for that. And shops further up coast? Nomad, I'm looking at you. Surf World, I'm looking at you. IWS, I'm looking at you. Unsound New York? Ah. September. Bunger, it's the looking warmest at time you. Up there. Warmest time up there. Whalebone, looking at you. Coming back to Long Island. You guys are all going to be under fire. Coming with, Skip? No. All right. <laughs> what? You don't, you don't like the changing leaves? You don't like lobster rolls? Come on. He doesn't like cold water. What about a 3-2? You can wear a 3-2. You're just fine. I'm not good at that. <laughs> good at it. But. Florida boy. Anyway, thanks, guys. Uh, we'll catch you next time. Shoots. We're done.